Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine wanted to be a Another week of N4D Radio. It's episode 570 for August 26th, 2019. And you know, I didn't realize this until last week, but uh, last week was our 13th anniversary. No. To the date, August 20th, 2006 was episode 001. Oh, wow. 13 years. That's got to be the longest running. Uh, Is it Major Nelson or somebody else has been like a couple episodes ahead of us or something like that? Wow, that's um, 13 years. Jesus Christ. 13 years because the the show should just be called because we have nothing better to do. <laughs> I bet that makes you feel old, dude. I think that's taken. Everything makes me feel old now. Wow, thirteen years! Oh god, that absolutely is, that everything. Is scary. I had a funny conversation. I went to a hothead burrito the other day, and what Michael. What's a hothead burrito? It's just a burrito place, like a Chipotle. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, not really fast food, but still fast food. Um. And Michael Jackson came on the Muzak, mm. and the dude who was working there looked at like the fifteen-year-old employee. He was like, "I bet you didn't know who this is." She's like, <laughs> I, "I think it's Michael Jackson." I was like, "You think?" <laughs> Brilliant. Well, yeah, I guess that's how it is. I mean, you also bear in mind that due to what happened. Um, his music probably doesn't get played as much as it used to, and so kids nowadays don't hear it so much, do they? No, and and also he's been dead for what, like 11, 12 years, something like that? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, it would be. That's crazy. That is, yeah, you're right. But then every year you get older, the years seem to get quicker. <sighs> Wasn't the 25th anniversary or something like that of, like, Kurt Cobain dying? Just recently, twenty five. I was in junior high school when he died. <laughs> twenty. Oh, I don't want to think about it. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, no problem. Uh, on the show this week, we have John, as you can hear. Hello. And we have Anthony. Hello. Yeah, he's scraping the bottom of the barrel. You had no one else to call <laughs> on, so it's like, yeah, better get to see if John will come on. <laughs> what are you talking about? The bottom of the barrel's when Drew Calling shows the up. Commonwealth, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drew shows up because he, he's not on vacation again. For the guy that never took vacation, he certainly takes a shitload of vacation now. <laughs> well, he's, you know, he's he's got he's married. It won't be long before he's Papa Drew, I guess, at some point. So, oh, God. I mean, it's going to happen, <laughs> right? It's going to happen, yeah, absolutely. So. 
He's never like yeah. when when we joke with him about it. He's never been like, yeah, that's not happening. He's just like, yeah. Yeah, just the the painful <laughs> resignation in his voice that it's like it, the inevitability of of it crushing him. Yeah, that's, uh, that sounds about right. Uh, <laughs> it's coming through. Oh, just in case you didn't know, um, I'm getting married. Yeah, yeah, I know. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's not for a while yet. It's not going to be till uh, uh, well, we're hoping for May 2021 because uh, that will mark. Of the like eleventh eleventh anniversary of uh, me and Laura meeting, but we've yeah we've decided for the longest time that we weren't, and then we decided you know what we will. So that's something I guess, but we're not having kids. Nah, nah, nah. I'm way too old for that now. Well, you already got one, so you're good. And I already have one, so that's fine. I'm happy for 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 that. That's that's all I'm worried about. We Laura doesn't want them, and I'm too old. So yeah, dude, they yeah. They, they suck the life out of you when you're young. You don't need them when you're old. <laughs> No, no, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I'm too tired as it is. Christ. Oh fuck! I'm looking, you know, having to look after a small child as well as living your life. I, I just want to nap all the time, just like the kid. Yeah, I mean, every time you have a kid, it just resets your counter to 18 years of when you can have peace again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. Oh boy. Whew. I'm I'm getting there. I'm about halfway. Ah uh, yes. Yes, is um, is Lexi really like that age now? Like, he's he's nine. Yeah, not ten. He's nine. Yeah. Yeah, that, if that doesn't make me feel old, that my uh, yeah. I've had a child for a decade. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I can remember meeting him. Your son was just the funniest. He was brilliant. He's something. I'll tell you that. He, I've we, me and Laura still talk about him. He's fantastic. He was such a lovely lad. Oh. I wonder if he's yours, to be fair. I, I wonder the same thing myself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's social and everybody likes him. Is he mine? Yes. <laughs> he doesn't want to sit in the house all day and watch football. Are you sure he's mine? That's true. Like, he, he'll watch football with me for five minutes. He's like, this is boring. Yeah. Ah, but that's... Yeah, you see, that, that he'll hit an age where it will suddenly dawn on him. That happened with my son. It was like, for the longest time before... Um, me and my, my first wife split for the longest time. I would try and get him into watching uh, our football, you know, proper football. Um, try and get for the longest time would not not an ounce of interest. And then a couple of years after uh, me and the wife split, um, suddenly it was everything. And now he is just a sponge, and all he ever talks about is football. Um, so you'll probably hit, your son will hit a point. It might not be with football. It might be like a, a another sport, maybe hockey or basketball. But there'll be a point where suddenly it's the best thing since sliced bread, and that will go on for years. Oh, I'm sure. I, I I'm interested to see what he's into. That's yeah, some weird you, like you lacrosse, <laughs> hockey. You don't want to kind of. You don't want to force them down an avenue. You want them to kind of naturally get exposed to these things and and work out their interests for themselves. You don't want to sort of say, you're going to like this, because that never works. No. Um, so, yeah, it is, you know, it could it could backfire spectacularly, though, so good luck. Yeah, and then you got to deal with school where he comes home and he's like, everybody else has Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, my son, again, my son's not interested one little bit. He plays two games. Well, to be fair, three. He plays, um, played FIFA for a long time and that's all he'd play. Um, he's now got to an age because he's uh, 13 that he's starting to dabble in football manager. 
Um, he finds that very interesting, the ins and outs. And also he's just started playing cricket, the, the cricket video game, which I don't understand because I, I can't bear cricket, but he seems to enjoy it. So. Yeah. So, but he has no interest in anything else, not Fortnite, nothing. You're you're in a good place. Good. I gotta hear cricket about might it. be the most boring sport on the face of the planet. What might be? Sorry, C- cricket. Yeah, yeah, you're not right. Uh, it's a cricket hype at the moment in the UK because it's the Ashes. Um, so there's a lot of it about, and um, and uh, he asked for a cricket game a little while back, so he seems to be enjoying uh, it. But I, I know have it's no interest. I know it's like the uh european and asian sport that takes over for uh baseball but the fact that cricket matches can go multiple days yeah i'm out yeah yeah well, that sounds like fun and all sorts and i don't i don't and again t- today it was a big thing because um england won a match that meant that they can continue with the Ashes. If Australia had won, it would have been over. They would have won it, but England held on, won this match, and that plays to the next one. It's like, I really couldn't give two shits. <laughs> I have no interest whatsoever. I don't understand any of the rules. Um, but my Laura's uh, parents were, were were over this afternoon, and, uh, and so... Uh, we had the cricket on for a dad, and he was getting very excited about the fact that like they needed like eight runs or something, but eight runs and they had one wicket left. And I'm going, what? What? What, what? what? the hell? Oh, What's no, about? Idea. no idea. So I, I just stick to my football, and that'll be fine. All right, let's talk about video games. We'll save Anthony because we're going to talk a lot about that. Mr. Jonathan, do you want to talk about some video games? I guess I can do. I haven't really played a huge amount, but I have played... Um, I did a pickup. Uh, I was going to wait for this for the Switch because uh, I wanted to play at the Dragon Age. Not Dragon Age, Dragon Quest Dragon 11. Quest, yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to wait for the the Switch version because I thought, well, that's that's an RPG. It'd be cool to have on the go, um, and it's got some cool features that the PlayStation does version doesn't have and have have. Um, but uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was on the the PS4 version was on sale for like eighteen quid, and I thought, well, that's that's really cheap because you know full well it's going to be fifty quid on on the Switch when it comes out. I was like, oh, sure, it's Switch be... tax, man. It's, it doesn't well, matter if the game's yeah, old, Switch... you still get a $60 game. Yeah, exactly. So I thought, well, you know what, I'll, I'll pick it up on the PlayStation 4. So I played a bit of that, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, again, it's a shame that it's... Uh, it just feels like that sort of game that I'd probably prefer on Switch, but um, it's colourful, it's bright, the characters are... Um, Delightful, I guess is the word. Um, I've only come across a couple so far. I've only got one um, team member. Um, I have, you know, about maybe five hours in, so I've got about one team member. Um, but the voice acting is very British. I love it. Um, yeah, also, oddly, I didn't, there's, but because the demo came out on the Switch version, so I did actually download that and start playing that a bit. Um, in the, I didn't know that the the PlayStation Four version doesn't have Japanese. It's only the Switch version. Yeah, which I find odd. Yeah. There's so much stuff missing I... from the PlayStation Four version, like the orchestral it... soundtrack and yeah, it's... The, the soundtrack was a big thing. And then the Switch is adding like the the stuff that was available on the 3DS version, and 
I'm not trying to sound petty, but it's this is the same issue I have with Super Lucky's Tale. Yeah. Where they're bringing basically what is the same game. Um, fundamentally the same game. Releasing it a year later and adding stuff to it. And I know people, I don't see people complaining a lot about that, which is irritating to me because if it did, if they did it with movies or, um, music, you'd hear more about it. But for some reason, it's okay. Or the other way around, if you're taking a Switch game and bringing it to consoles and adding a bunch of features, You'd be you never hear the end of it, but because it's coming to the Switch and it's adding features, like well, I, I get that it's you know what it's what are we now into almost the third year of the Switch, and it's fantastic that a lot of games have made their way to the Switch, um, but this shouldn't be a surprise at this point. The Switch has sold bucket loads you know it's up there with the playstation 4 and you know, it's beaten the playstation 4 in japan it's like it's selling faster than like the 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 we did it's it, it is a successful console you don't need to have this disparity between versions and still charge full price for a game that is one two three years old it's not fair and uh, if you're gonna add that stuff to the Switch version, add it as a free download to those that have been supporting your game on PlayStation 4 for the last year or two. You know, it's like, I, I, I don't get me wrong, I like, I think the, I think the, uh, English dub is, is fantastic. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. They do a good job. Um, again, I do love the fact that Japanese go to voices for RPGs is English. It's brilliant. But, I, I think, I think the funny part about Dragon Quest is I can't imagine listening to a Japanese voiceover for Dragon Quest. Now I want that Japanese voiceover. Oh, I can't. I, I I'm telling you right now, any other RPG, I'll give you a pass. Um, but the way that Dragon Quest, the the um, the fact that they're all very British. Well, it's 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 uh, yes. I mean, um, the localization. That was the word I was looking for. In those games, uh, without somebody voicing it, it is a pain to read. Because I went back and started uh, Dragon Quest Four on DS a year ago, <laughs> um, and uh, reading their Scottish is brutal. <laughs> it's clear what they're going for, but sometimes I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what they're trying to say here. And like when you hear a person pronounce it, you're like, I get it. And so hearing Japanese on somebody who is, it's very unclear what they're saying, I'm like, yeah, I prefer the English. Um, I also, there was only one voice in, in Dragon Quest uh, Eleven where I went, oh, oh boy. No, that's, uh, I could do without that. So... Oh. Um, but I, I get I get wanting choice. I, I'm not yeah. saying, and especially since it's there, it's not I, as if it's not available because one, obviously, it was originally in Japanese, but also clearly they've done the work to match it up correctly for the Switch version. And I don't, I, I'm not worried about the um, the whole toggling back and forth from the different types of um, visual. Uh, 
presentation, like from the 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 three D new version to the old two D, you know, a flick and fun. I don't mind that. I can see why it's in the Switch. It's a handheld console. It's harkening back to those original days. That's fine. I don't really want to do that on my PlayStation anyway. Um, but there are some things that would have been nice, and to have as a playstation uh owner of the game so you know it's it's just a small things but i'm, I'm enjoying oh. it it's it's a pleasant um i'd be willing to play. give a little bit of extra money for stuff like that like if the the lucky's tale people on xbox are like hey for five dollars upgrade your game to new super lucky's tale okay like i'm willing to pay for the work my irritation comes from the fact that like hey man I understand your game didn't sell as well as you wanted it to, but it still sold enough for your game to like people to see your game and be like, okay, I want that, but I don't have an Xbox or you know, it's not where I'm going to play the game. Can, are you going to bring it to Switch? You know, uh, it, it's that type of thing. Like you, at some point, like, hey man, you we are supporting you now. I can't complain too much about Dragon Quest because I got that for review, but I bought Super Lucky's Tale and like it's like mm. I like that game to work just slightly better like the new additions that they're bringing to switch looks like a significant enough upgrade i didn't get on well too well with super lucky's tale i thought the controls a camera control well they're changing the camera again for well apparently they've patched the camera on the xbox one version but i have no idea but apparently they're they're even changing it again for the switch Mm. no i guess that's what we have to live with now um but I don't think that should be the case because we are living in a world where the, the console's been out almost three years and and having a, a game ported over isn't a novelty anymore. It's an almost certainty. Uh, so, you know, but, you know, what can you do? Business. Business got business. Business gone business. Business gone business. Um, also, I've uh, played a, a little bit of Age of Empires, the definitive edition. The second uh, one or the first one? No, the first one. That second one's not out yet. Um, that's out in November. But the first. Oh, one that's right. Released, that's right. First one got released on Game Pass, and obviously, being a Game Pass Ultimate owner, you can get that on the uh, uh, the PCs. And I'd never played the original. <gasps> I know. Um, Laurie always used to bang on about it. She said she loved it. I, I, the closest I came, there was a game called, oh god, it was made by Sierra. It was like Egyptian style. Can't think of the name of it. Um, I know what you're talking about. Pharaohs. Yeah, pharaohs. Yeah. Um, I played that, and this is obviously similar to that, um, just a little bit more in depth. And I'm, yeah, it's all right actually. Um, the, uh. I mean, it's been given all the bells and whistles, like things like 4K, and I can't do that on my PC. But most people can't uh, do 4K on their PC. <laughs> but it's nice. It, it does look very pretty. It doesn't look like a game that's you know, 10, 15 years old or however old it is. Um, it looks it looks like a modern game, um, and it's certainly in depth. I mean, the, I've I've only played the some of the tutorials so far. It's a lot of tutorial scenarios to play through. Uh, so I've, I've gone through some of those, but I'm enjoying that. Again, only a few hours in, only dabbled with it because um, uh, Laura said I should try it. So it's pretty good. And um, she said two is the one. That's the one that she yeah. kind of swore with, uh, swore on uh, when she was younger. So that kind of will be interesting. I've seen as I'm kind of enjoying 
the first one, and I will play that some more. Uh, be interesting to see how two holds up and and what improvements that makes. Because they're also making a fourth one as well, aren't they? That's next year or something like that. There's but... a rumor it's going to be announced at XO19. Well, I'm hoping to let you know because we're going to try and get tickets for that. Ooh, fancy! Maybe we'll get to see London. you on the inside Xbox. In, I doubt that. Um, but yes, we're going to try. We'll see. But yeah, um, that that was that's quite fun. Um, and then a couple of other games. Uh, I've got a couple for review. So I've I've been playing a game called the Vasara Collection. Now I'd never heard of it, and thanks a lot, Ken, for sending me a bullet. <laughs> A bullet hell game. It's it's a Japanese bullet hell game, essentially. Uh, it looks, uh, I, I assume, and I will before I finish up the review. I do. I always like to delve into the history and and look up stuff about the game because it does look like it's it's a a, a, a port of an arcade, some Japanese arcade games. Um, it's kind of that. You know, I don't know what the ratio is, but you know the ratio you have with arcade games. You've got that. Um, it's, for me, nigh on impossible on harder difficulties. It's very, very bullet hell Luckily, there are some level you can take it, tone it down a little bit and, and make it a little easier. Um, it's a little bit complicated because it is in Japanese. Um, they have got, obviously, English menus, but the actual core of the game... There's a lot of Japanese text coming up. So it's a little bit, throws you out a bit. It's like, well, there's no kind of context to what this is. You're just moving your ship and, and shooting. And, and you think that might be a power-up, but you're not entirely sure. It's, it's a bit strange. <laughs> but he, um, they have added another mode, which is like a, 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 a reimagining of the game. But it's made for four players. So... Uh, I think it's called the timeless mode. And the idea with that, it's, you know, the 16 by 9 full screen blown out job, uh, modern graphics, and it can have up to four players. And that's the method I prefer. The only problem with that is it is meant for more than one player. So because the screen is so wide and your ship moves at such a speed, you can't cover the whole of the screen. So it's kind of you have to play with at least two players, which makes playing solo because I don't play with a lot of people. Make playing solo is a, is is not a huge amount of fun with that, but it is a a, a nice element that they've added in. So that's that's kind of cool. Look out for the review. It's not something I would say. Oh my god, go out and get it right now! But it is actually quite reasonably priced. I think it's like ten bucks. It's not a huge investment, and there is some fun to be had there. Um, and then the other thing that I, oh, I can't talk about the other thing. Oh, so that, that game's not out till September sixth. I, I can't say anything about that. I don't even know if I can say I'm playing. So I do apologize. Um, I think you so, could say you're. Pl- Let me double check. Um, so while you're doing that, the other thing that I've tried and um, I'm having a, <laughs> some degree of success playing is Gears Pop. Oh, I uh, downloaded that thing. Yeah, so did I. I've got a problem, though. It doesn't work. Oh. Uh, yeah, I have delved into the wonderful world of iOS games that don't log in to your Xbox Live account. So whenever I try and log in, because you want to log in, because... Get, get achievements, that, you know, baby. Process. Yeah, uh, achievements, absolutely. Um, so whenever I try, um, I just get a message saying, uh, get 
gears poppers encountered an error please uh no internet connection please check you know you whatever are you are you running the ios 13 beta i am i wonder if that because betas always seem to have issues with some stuff Mm. i wonder if that's what's the problem I will have to have a look at that because that's a possibility. I'm running the 13 beta. Um, I can get it because I, I submitted a ticket because I, I um, contacted support. Well, I went on Twitter first and then they said, well, contact support um, and tell them what you're experiencing. Uh, they emailed back and said, um, uh, it's something to do with we're, we're busy, servers are busy. And I thought, mm, I don't think that's the case. Um, but fine, okay. And they said, leave it 24 hours. If you still can't log in, email back with some info. So I've done that. Um, I can log in and play it on the Windows 10. So I've been doing that. Um, actually, that's I can see what they're doing with it. It's it's quite fun. It's 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 a mobile game. It is perfect for a mobile. I don't like playing it on the Windows computer. It's not the sort of thing you sit down and play. If you're at a PC, you should be playing other things. But if that was on my mobile, it's actually quite a bit of fun. Um, so the idea is you have two lanes. You uh, you have um, your commander at the bottom of the screen, uh, protected by two turret guns, and then you've got two lanes of these uh, two lanes of cover. You throw out troops and each troop can act in a different way so you've got troop that um uh protects cover so you they basically they run up to the cover points and as they do that they take the cover points hop over and run up to the next ones and that then allows you to deploy other troops in the middle of the field between the two lanes and they can be things like um brutes or the what are those little type horrible little things. I don't know um, what they're called. I don't. I don't know the gears lingo. But the little horrible little ones that look like gremlins. Gremlins. Yeah, the gremlins. <laughs> uh, you can throw them down the middle. They don't do anything with cover, but they soak up a lot of damage. They can run directly to the uh, opponent's commander and their turret guns, and you just fire them out. And it's all about sort of working out the best way to um, gain a foothold on the battlefield and then throwing bigger enemies at them. It seems, I mean, again, I've not played a lot of it because I've not been able to use it on the phone, um, but it's, it seems quite good. I've heard a lot of people say that it's it's good in the beginning, but then it becomes real predatory with the microtransactions. That's my only fear. I mean, to, <laughs> to be fair, I will give it one thing. The animations for opening up a loot crate are the best I've seen. Um, <laughs> they are very good, but yes, I can I can see that being a problem. But this is what it's this is what it is, and that's in a way you think. Well, of course it is. It's a mobile game. You can't, I'm, I'm never going to give a game money that I don't want to. I have before. There've been games that I've played so much on my mobile phone that were free that I felt that I should put some money towards them and buy some microtransactions. That's my choice. I chose to do that. And if Gears is a good game, then I may do that. But it does depend on whether it's one of those things. Like, for example, um, one of the games that I really liked, I bought a, like a coin doubler. It was a permanent coin doubler. Just made things a little bit easier. Um, 
But if this is one of those things where you can open a loot box and it can give you something, but then in an hour's time, whatever they've got is redundant, I'm not going to like that. You know, it's... But unfortunately, that seems to be how these type of games go nowadays, is that they only give you an advantage for a certain period of time until you've hit a certain level, and then all of a sudden those things are either they've expired or they're no no good for you anymore um but we'll see i'm not going to give it money if i don't think i will get some entertainment value out of it long yep <clears throat> excuse me uh going back to the other game it literally says in the email streams videos and impressions are not embargoed um in that case it's the uh creature in the well which i when you sent that over to me and you about it, I couldn't remember it, but as soon as I booted it up, I remembered what it was, and I actually thought, "Oh yeah, I remember this." Look, so again, I can't give you any impressions, but I'm playing that, and um, you will hear more, I guess, when when the embargo is up. September fifth. Hmm, that's quite early, actually. Yeah, yeah, that game got out there but early. Actually, you might actually get a review for me on from me on time. <laughs> I won't hold my breath, but okay. No, I, <laughs> I have a life to live. But yes, it's true. Um, that, it's true. Um, so that's uh, that, and that's about it. I mean, I've played a few bits and pieces. Not been on the show for a while, but they're the kind of man, oh, uh, uh, um, Forager on PS4 came out, and I played that a lot of that, a hell of a lot of that. So that's fun. All right. Uh, well, since we'll talk about control a lot, Anthony, I'll go ahead and run through the crap that I did this week, which wasn't a whole lot. I did, um, I did get a copy of Wreckfest for Xbox One. Um, what I, is Wreckfest? Is that Destruction Derby type thing? That is the new game from Bugbear, the Flat Out guys. It went right. into PC um, and early access, just called strictly New Car Game at one point. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, I've always been a fan of Bugbear. They make really cool, like... They basically were the spiritual successor to Destruction Derby from the old PlayStation 1 days. Mm. And they had the games where you could throw the dude out of the car at the dartboard. Remember those? Those were fun. Nah. Um, I, I loved Flat Out 1 and Flat Out 2, and then 3 and 4 were made by other people, and they were just bad games, because Bugbear went off to do Ridge Racer. What was the name of that one? The 360 and PS... Three one. Well, was that the um, Unbounded? Unbound? Yeah, something like that. The, the not very good one. Yeah, it was a different kind of Ridge Racer, and it yeah, was it just was one where you had like, was it like you had to? It slowed down something, or I can remember I had a gimmick where it slowed down and you were crashing through things. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a weird game, and I think Bugbear was the wrong team to make that game because they obviously were all about destruction. Uh, yeah. But this is their new game. It's very good. It is it is exactly what you think it is. It is a very kind of slow-paced, lots of car deformation. Um, there's a mode where you can destruction derby lawnmowers, which is always a bonus in my book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's good. It's on Xbox now, is it? It's coming to Xbox and PS4 this week. It's been out on PC for a while. I know Drew reviewed it, I want to say, last year. Wow, okay, that's been a while. Yeah, so it's finally making it to consoles. It's good, it's a good port. There's some issues that I'm hoping they get ironed out before day one. Real bad loading times, things like that, but 
we'll see. We'll see when it drops on. I already got one update, and it completely changed the UI, and I was like, well, that's the kind of patches I like to see. All right. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm having fun with it. it. It is exactly what I thought it was, and I'm okay with that because I kind of wanted something like that right now. So, um, I also, like John, decided to take advantage of my Xbox Ultimate Game Pass and I booted up a PC and downloaded a bunch of indie games that for some reason are not on Xbox, but are on Xbox Game Pass on PC. Time Spinner's very good. Time Spinner's on Xbox. Is it? Yeah. I can't find it on Xbox. Yeah, it's it's on there. And it doesn't say it's free with Game Pass, but if you just go into the game in the store, you can totally just download it. No, really? Because I like that, but I thought, oh, why is that not on Game I thought it wasn't on Xbox. Yeah, it's not going to be in the Game Pass section, but if you go into the oh. game since you have Ultimate, you can just download it. That's just silly. Yeah, I don't get that. Um, but I downloaded The Messenger, which I know that's a great game. Uh, uh, I have played a little bit of that, but yeah. I wanted to see if it had achievements. It totally does. It totally does. Um, <laughs> I downloaded Ape Out, which I don't think is a good game. I looked at that and I thought, nah. Uh, a lot of people talked about that game. They're like, oh, this game is so cool. And, yeah, the music thing is cool, where, like, as you play through the level, the music changes based on what you do. I think that's cool, especially since it's, like, real real mellow jazz music, which I think is really neat. Um, but I, I don't like the actual game. I think it's just kind of boring. Uh, and then I downloaded CrossCode, which I haven't played, and I downloaded uh, Undertale and Downwell which are not all on Xbox either, um, and I've still never played Undertale, and I probably should at some point. Downwell's... Downwell's... Um, Downwell's fun. It's uh, it's difficult, but it's it's one of those kind of... just. It doesn't seem to be the sort of game I'd want on a console other than a Switch, because it's one of those kind of quick-fire games. It can be over in... <laughs> Uh, it's a roguelike, so you probably wouldn't like it anyway, but it can be over no, in five won't. minutes. But you know, it's free to play, so... Yes, yes, absolutely. It's worth trying. So I'm gonna. I got. I got a little Steam box that somebody gave me, and I set it up on my TV, which led me down another road. And I don't want to talk about this, but I'm going to because I know. I've, I've installed Overwatch on the PC. Okay, I thought this was going to Eternal Champions. No, no, I already did that on somewhere else on my PS Classic. But I, I, I saw Blizzard launcher and I loaded Overwatch, and I can check out the balance changes on the PTR on the PC. So I was checking out some of the new character changes, and I started playing, I started tweaking, and I'm like, maybe... Oh God, you're not down another rabbit hole. I was like, maybe I should maybe I should do my placement matches, see how I rate on PC, and I'm like, nah, that's stupid, don't do that. I didn't, did do, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Okay. I, I, you know, I'm terrified to play on PC because, like, I've gotten so that game is like breathing to me on an Xbox controller. Like all yeah. 31 heroes, I can tell you what every button on that controller does. Yeah, um, you'd be, you couldn't, you couldn't play Overwatch on a controller on PC and be competitive. You no, couldn't. Drew does it, and he ranks in like bronze and silver. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm not. So I started like. I'm going to be real upfront about this. It's been a long time since I did a little WASDID. I haven't played with a mouse and a keyboard in a very long time. Excuse me. Um, I 
suck with a mouse and a keyboard. <laughs> like, my bullets are all over the place. I'm like, I can't. Dude, I'm sure that if I sat down and played for like four or five hours, it would come back to me. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But, like, all the keys for Overwatch are right there. Like, your ultimate is Q. Your second ability is left shift. Your third ability is E. Your reload is R. Everything is within a finger's reach. But, man, I was popping abilities when I was trying to reload. Um, mm. My brain couldn't, like, comprehend stop moving by holding down the W key when I was trying to aim at stuff. Like, I just kept walking forward. It just... Um, jumping with the space bar is super weird to me. It just... I've never been a fan of keyboard and mouse. I just... I, I'm not that kind of, I'm not dexterous enough. Control... I was built for controllers. I used to do it when I was young, when it, during Quake 2, Unreal Tournament. I was really good with that stuff. And now when I play it, I look like I've never played a video game. It's bad. Although I gotta say, with a mouse, holy shit, I can aim real fast with my hit scan characters. God damn! <laughs> it's beautiful. And Overwatch is such a game that is optimized for like every PC. It could probably run on your watch. It's like the new Doom. So yeah. I got it running on ultra settings at 60 frames a second. And I was like, this is nice. But I can't run it in 4K because you can't run anything in PC on 4K unless you got like a fucking $12,000 machine. So it still looked like shit compared to my Xbox One X version. <laughs> like that four times downscaling of the resolution, whew, it's rough, man. It's rough. Um, I think that's all I played. I bought a game this morning called Whipsy in the Lost Atlas. And I'm going to be real Mark. honest with you straight up. That game just looks like Kirby, and that's why I bought it. I played it for like 10 minutes. so I'm, I'm... I was going to say, Starfy looked like Kirby too, but I would not put it on the same level as Kirby. Well, I don't think... Well, Anthony, I paid five ninety nine for this game. I don't think I'm going to put it on the same level as okay, Kirby. Well, then I think you should start with that part. You know what? It's fine. Alright, well. I mean, so far, it's $6. If I play it for a half hour, I'm cool. It's a, it's a, good, it's a good amount. Yeah. I, I spent more for less. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that's. Uh, other than the game we're about to talk about, that's all I've really played. Well, before uh, I do that, I played Frogger's Toy Trials on DS. I feel like I'm the only person that'll stick up for the 3D Frogger games, but. Uh, they were good platformers in their own way. I think they were really interesting. And uh, the Toy Trials one has a, not the greatest like connecting tissue to all the levels, but uh, plays just like, or plays similar, I should say, to the, uh, the Frogger Adventure titles, um, like The Rescue and uh, Helmet Chaos. Uh, those are really good games, underrated. Um, the other game I played while I was... Uh, out at a cabin was a game called Dark Side Detective, which is a point and click game that's really well written, quite funny. Um, it's short. I mean, it took me I think about five hours. So short for short, yeah. Bursts. There's they're separated in chapters, uh, so it felt shorter than it actually was because five hours is probably good for a point and click game. Um, but uh, the writing in it was 
really well done. Um, lots of hu- meta humor as well as just humor in general. I really enjoyed my time with that. Um, they had to kickstart a sequel. Apparently that's coming. I just don't know when because uh, it does leave on a cliffhanger. But uh, I know it's available on Switch and PC for sure. I don't know what else it's available on. But if you like point-and-click games and you like a little bit of humor, um, this is this is a really good one. Um, yeah, so let's talk about Control. Hold on. Before we do that, I do have one other game I want to talk about. All right, well then, uh, never mind. Um, and, and only because we finally got <clears throat> a chance to jump into co-op, but Remnant from the Ashes. I don't want this game to get overlooked. It is such a good game. So, it? it's... <sighs> There's a lot of Dark Souls in this game. Down to, like, checkpoints, you sit down and it respawns the enemies. Um, it's designed to be very hard. It, uh, it's also designed to be played co-op with three people. And that is where that game shines. Um, I know Drew and I hopped into his world. So, basically when you start the game, you get a generated world. And that's your world. Um, it's all the same kind of structure. You, you go through the levels, you hit these dungeons, you fight the bosses. You get pieces from the bosses. Um, this is kind of where the Monster Hunter stuff comes in. You can take those pieces from the bosses and build weapons and armor, which is cool. Um, there's a ton of upgrades in the game. Uh, literally, you will earn what they call traits, which are essentially perks, give you things like extra health, uh, stronger damage, um, put uh, effects on your weapons. You can do that with weapon mods. Um, but that game, it's a shooter first and a melee game second. And when you're playing with people, it is just some of the most fun I've ever had. And it finally did it. The thing I've said that would fix Dark Souls for me, for years, when you die, you don't lose anything. You keep your levels. You keep your stuff. You lose nothing. You don't have to go do a corpse run. Okay. And that makes that game... It feel like one of my biggest issues with Dark Souls is I love the game, I love the world, I love the characters. But when I play for forty minutes and die, and essentially accomplish nothing, it frustrated me as somebody who doesn't have a ton of time to play video games. But in this game, when you die, you keep everything that you had on you, and you keep all your levels. So I'm having a ball with it. Drew and I played up through the first. Boss um, in his world, and I was able to grab everything out of his world. Also, loot is shared except for bullets. Bullets are the only thing that you have to pick up separately. Uh, anything else you pick up, everybody gets, which I think is is the way it should be done. Um, and no, that that game is just really fun. I'm having a ball with it. Um, I'm hoping that to play some more and actually play through my world and go back into his world and. I'm having a ball with it. I'm, I'm even playing it solo, which is super hard. The bosses are are really really hard. Um, so is it um, is it a, a third person over the shoulder game or first person? It's third person, and if you booted it up, you'd immediately know who built that game. Oh, really? It looks like the, the it looks like Darksiders. Oh, it absolutely feels and looks like Darksiders. <laughs> oh, is it, um Gunfire Games? Yeah, Gunfire Games. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. That game. Oh, that's got me intrigued. Huh. 
it's it's really good, but don't buy it if you're playing solo. It's so hard mm. solo. That's the other problem, though. I don't actually. Um, yeah, I don't actually. Have that would be that would. Oh be yeah, my, looking at screenshots uh, right now, boy. Yeah, that looks like some dark side. Even yeah, the enemy design, the world. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like the first time I walked out into the main hub and in, in the world, I was like, oh shit, this this could be a level in Darksiders Three. I'll tell you that. Um. John, it's not the best game ever. I won't tell you that, but it's probably dirt cheap now. If, you, if Dark Souls with guns intrigues you, but you aren't going to play multiplayer, Immortal Unchained was okay. I won't tell you it's Immortal the best game. Unchained. Yes, it's a weird. It's game. a it's a weird game. I doesn't. I don't really fully uh, understand what was going on story wise, but uh, you basically create. A monster caveman thing because it's really in a lot of customization, and then you go around shooting, and uh, it's Dark Souls with guns. Uh, that's yeah, that's it. I would doesn't s- try to do anything else. I I can't recommend enough if you're looking for a game to play with your buddies. Remnant from the Ashes is that game. I I really 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 like this game. It's got that gunfire games. I don't I don't know. They have something about them. Like their games just feel a certain way, and and that is definitely here. And I and I I I will go in and do some runs just to get new because you you don't have all your perks up front. You you find them like items in the world and like for doing things. Like one of the perks is called uh, team team something, and you get it as soon as you jump into somebody else's game, and then immediately you can just start leveling it up if you want. Like you get points and you can use them in any of the uh, traits that you get and there's something like 30 of them and you just earn them for different things throughout the game whether it's something you do or something you find it's just I don't know man there's something about that game that when I play it it's just really satisfying so but yeah I didn't I didn't want to forget that Drew and I played like two hours of that together and it was a ball so now you want to talk about control Yes. Okay. So, Control is the not well advertised game from uh, Remedy. Um, I mean, really, I have not seen. I have gone looking for stuff on Control, so I know that it's been out there, but I have not seen this game be talked about heavily. Now, obviously, when you're hearing this, that's when the uh, embargo lifts. Yep. Tomorrow morning at like nine a.m. Yeah. I think. Yeah, um, and my review will be up. It's done already. Um, and I suggest reading that because I probably won't do a good job explaining it. I have my thoughts <laughs> a little bit more. Uh, did you just chuckle? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I, I, I just want to. Pro- like, let me just break down the gameplay. Have you played a Remedy game before? It's basically another Remedy game, but it's there's new mechanics. So instead of time, this like instead of time powers, you have more uh, telekinetic powers. It's uh, motherfucking psyops. Sure. I mean, it's it, man, it's sure. totally. You can grab pieces of the wall and throw. The only thing yeah, you can't well, throw is people, which makes me sad. Yes, you can. 
Okay, well maybe you you uh, maybe you can't at the beginning when you get it. I know that. Nope, nope, you can't. But if you upgrade it, <laughs> and then slowly but surely you can keep upgrading it to grab bigger enemies. You have to weaken them, but as soon as you weaken them, it turns into the gravity gun from. Okay, uh, so this game just got a whole lot better. I, I wanted to preface this by saying that I think if you told me this was a Sony first party, you know the the quality of the studios that they've been doing lately. Yeah, I would say that uh, I would believe you. It's that fucking good. Yeah, it's it's odd to know that this is, and I I, I preface it. Uh, it's funny that this game is called Control, and it's their first game from their ended partnership with Xbox. And by far, it is. This is not to say that there wasn't quality in Alan Wake or Quantum Break because there was there was a ton of it, but those games felt. Very different from this. this uh, I mean, uh, Alan Wake was originally supposed to be an open world game and just never came through. And they said it was because of story. Although, you know, whether or not that's true is a totally different um, thing. But uh, it's this is a 3D Metroid game where all the combat feels like a Remedy game. Which it means it's top tier because... They make amazing shooters. And this game is absolutely insane. Um, That's not even the right word for it. It's fucking bonkers. Yeah. uh, So, I can only say so much because they don't want it spoiled. And honestly, I don't want to spoil it for people. This is... It it takes place around a building... um, that is called the oldest house that it shapeshifts and you can only enter it if you know it's there and it's in New York. So people walk by and, uh, the main character, uh, Jesse gets in there and apparently all hell has broken loose. And it's the building that houses the federal bureau of control. And they are the people that go and investigate they call it paranatural in the game. Um, events. It's so, Scully. Mm, uh, sort of, I guess that's kind of. It's the Men in Black, but it's right. Okay. It's it's clear that I feel that they were trying to make it as clear as possible that this wasn't aliens that they were. <laughs> it's not aliens, okay? There's there's no it, ETs. Wow, it's it's something. It's like, hey, our phone seems to be possessed. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the best, the best, the best example I can give, and it's in my review, is there's an old Twilight Zone episode. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's about a camera, and the camera takes photos of what will happen five minutes in the future, and you know, the people with the camera start to fight. And it shows all of them dying, and they do, but it breaks out because they see the death, they start fighting about what happens, and then it's they... It's self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. The Department of Control, if they heard about the camera, would go and investigate the camera and bring it back to the department. So speak That's- stuff. Spooky stuff, yeah. Um, They are the people that go in and investigate that and build science off of that. And that is just scratching the surface of this game. Yeah. It gets weirder and weirder 
the more this is the first game this is the first game I will say you are doing yourself a disservice and Alan Wake had this too Um, but you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not reading the documents you pick up there's a lot of them there's a lot of them there is so much world building and they pay off with a lot of it now it's it's more like some of them are just like memos um, that kind of show you how people in the building communicated with each other. Others are about these items that they've gone investigated, and sometimes you find those items while you're traveling through this building. Um, there's side quests. Uh, there's there is its own narrative that you don't have to read. Just to make that clear too, like there is a narrative that you are following that requires no reading whatsoever. Um, in terms of like, uh, uh, you know, reading documents to understand what's going on, just that's not required. Uh, again, it adds to the game. Um, there's side, there's like I said, there's side missions, that, but they're not like necessary. There's side missions. There's ones that you keep, like little missions that you can get that uh, once you finish them, another one pops up. Uh, there's timed missions that'll show up. They're always the same event. They're not like super important, but you can go and do them. Um, and you get upgrades for your gun, or sorry, um, mods for your gun. Um, it's man, there's so much in this game. Um, how, how long is it? Is it kind of because it's not an open world game? It's linear. It, it is. It is. It. it, it don't open, don't say it's not an open world it's game. Definitely it's definitely open. Sorry. Oh, wow. It's it's definitely open. Like there, yeah, it literally has like game. a Metroid style map. Well, they've not done a really good job of feedback. No, I've seen so no. they haven't done a good job of advertising this game. I'll the, be honest. One of the things, like, one of the things that I think we all came out of when they first announced this game is that we're like, oh look, it's the leftovers of Quantum Break. That is, well, it, it, it that is cool, but it, it always showed it as like. In her in rooms, in corridors. And so it's important there. to note that you are inside that building. Yes, but that building is fucking massive. Yeah, so like the the office section looks very similar to or, or looks very similar to a different section of the building um, that is also offices, but they don't look anything, because you start in an office building then you, you go to a different part. Then there's the laboratories. Then there's the Cells where they keep some of these items. Um, you know, that is there's, such a there's cool all, area. Lots of different environments, but they've not shown much. No, because no, they don't they, want they, you to see it. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, I want to tell you all about this game, but then I'll ruin this game. Right. I can the say anything. I, I, I just want to say one thing, and I want to know if you agree with me. The hotel is fucking awesome. Oh, the, every time. Every time. Every, every fucking time. I feel so smart when I figure it out, but I'm like, god damn, that was close. I sat ringing the bell first time <laughs> going, I don't know what's I don't going get on. It. I, you know what? Because, you know what my favorite? I hit it, hit it, hit it. I'd hear a click, and then I'd go, what's happening? And there would be the one of the doors open, and I'd be like, okay, there's nothing in here. Go back, ring the doorbell three times again. Tell me, like, I don't know what's going on. Tell me that the clock was not the most clever. You felt so smart when you figured that shit out. The clock. The, the clock. clock. Oh, the clock. The no, clock. No, the, no, um, it was. Oh god. So here's here's another thing about this game. This game has so this is there's there's mandatory puzzle segments. 
But then there's ones that are not mandatory. There is a room in this game, I won't say what it is. You have to do certain things in it, and you unlock a costume and upgrade points when you solve it. And figuring out that puzzle was so satisfying, because it doesn't ever tell you in the room, like, there's definitely a puzzle here. It's just all of a sudden you can interact with certain objects. So you're trying to figure out, like, why am I able to interact? Um, There's another one that I swear that I I have to be able to do something with. There's another room um, in the game called the Synchronicity Room. That's all you need to know. There's something in that room that I've been able to interact with in other parts of the building, and I'm trying to figure out if I have any control over what happens in the synchronicity room and i know i'm being cryptic that's annoying to hear but this game is so satisfying to play not only in combat but in puzzles and just pure exploration it's weird to say that a gray building because that's ultimately most of the environment is gray yeah um is is still exciting to to visit um Ken, did you do the ashtray maze yet? No, I have not. I went in there, and I ran in a circle, Ken, and I was like, I need to come back to this at some point. It might be one of my favorite sequences in a video game this year. Can you do it at any point? Do you need no. something special? You need... It is a, it is, it is a story point. Okay, so it so happens. There's no point of going back until you have. They will literally tell you to go there with the item. I gotcha. Okay, so yeah, I, I don't want to speak to where I am, but I can now move vertically and horizontally. Yes, that is nothing to do with. Okay, because that's the last you thing that I got. That because, no, this is not. This is not. This is literally a story point. That is. Man, this game just every time I thought it was I think so I have to I have to address it because I'm I'm talking very positively about it and I'm I'm an honest person. There's some there's some technical issues oh, yeah. that I had with this game. Oh, yeah. They are not game breaking. If I had the game crash, which I don't think I did, but I can't recall, obviously it didn't make enough of an impression. It saves this game saves a lot, so I never lost any progress. Um, even even when you die, everything that you did is still done. Yes, still done. Um, even though you might have to go through the room and you might repeat, everything you've picked up is saved. Um, it was graphical issues, um, a little bit of stutter, um, uh, black screen like pause after unpausing the game. It will freeze yeah, for a second and then go back to gameplay. Don't ever pause the game during combat. I will say that. Y- yeah. Um, this game, like, towards the end, because everything is, om- almost everything is destructible, because you can pull pieces off or shoot at it, and it breaks, uh, this game is, there's a lot going on at all times in this game, and it runs really well for the most part, but then it had some issues. Again, minor, uh, and a map wouldn't load up uh, now and then. Specifically when I was in the um, maintenance section, for some reason that map just hated loading. Um, but minor issues for how well this game played um the only other issue i had is i I played this game till completion now i should say uh there is stuff to do after finishing the game i like the fact that i went back they address that i finished the game and you're still allowed to be in the world of control after the story is done 
Uh, I watched the credits roll, all that. It's a little sort of lackluster in comparison to the craziness that is the rest of the game. It's not to say that it's not a satisfying conclusion, but it's satisfactory conclusion as well. It is like, okay, I'm okay with that ending. I wish it was more. Um, this is probably my favorite game of the year. I would still put Resident Evil 2 as a bigger push um, in terms of like how well that game played and how well that like that game sold me on a genre. This did not. Um, like Resident Evil 2, I would say, is a masterpiece. I cannot say that this game is perfect, but for what I expected and what I got, it exceeded all my expectations. I can't believe how well this game plays. It is my favorite game because it speaks to my sensibilities. I love the Metroid series. I love Remedy shooters. This game is off the fucking wall crazy, and I mean batshit insane. <laughs> um, all I have to say is the fridge, right, Ken? Oh, the fridge. Fuck the fridge. Yeah. Fuck it to hell. So, like, <laughs> the fact that that's a thing. <laughs> like, I... I'm, a, I'm afraid this game is not going to do as well as it should. So, um, <clears throat> I have a, I have a theory. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think this game, when the reviews hit tomorrow, because they're hitting before the game comes out, I think this game is going to be the Bioshock of this generation. Kind it, of a surprise? It's going to get so much good word of mouth starting tomorrow. It's going to be the Doom uh, like we're gonna have the same thing because remember Doom had a beta and everybody went, and then Doom came out, and just all of a sudden it was like, kind of need to play Doom. Everybody's talking about it and it's really good. So, but this time, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no history you, you with know, this game history. other than the fact that it's Remedy. Um, yeah, man. And this, this and game's real good. I, I can't. I can't spoil things. There's so much I want to talk about, and I just can't say it because this game is this game is built upon just experiencing the, the weirdness of it. Yeah, there's that. Like, there's there, it never fridge. ends. Sorry, it never ends. The weirdness never ends. No, even when the game finished, literally, <laughs> that game ended still weirder than most games ever reach. <laughs> this game starts weirder than Quantum Break had... Like, Quantum Break had some weird stuff uh, towards the end. I mean, time travel's always weird, though. This game starts off weirder than Alan Wake hits <laughs> at, like, its maximum weirdness. Yep. This game starts at 10 and just is like, we're going more! <laughs> Like, just keep it going, uh, man. Just keep it going, man. It, and and it's nice to have a it's nice to have like a three D Metroid game where I like want to go back. I'm like, oh, I got a new key card, so I'm gonna run back through old sections and see where I had that key card before because I know that I had level two. I needed a level two key card in this section, so now I'm running through because I'm like, oh, somewhere the door's gotta be. And then behind that, there's, like, something to read. And then there's, like, maybe a little modification for my gun. Which, by the way, the gun's fucking weird, too. Yeah, it's a weird the gun. shape shifts. And, I mean, <laughs> it. at some point, I think it talks to you. 
I, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> it's a crazy game, I'll tell you that. It, it also checks every box that the the Internet Collective wants to bitch about right now. It's a single-player game. Yep. It, a female. It's also... It's just very fucking polished, and it's, it's yeah. beefy. It's a long game, but it is not... Like, it never drags itself. It never drags no. its own feet. Like, if you wanted to mainline this game... Okay. I mean, you you definitely can. You can skip a bunch of power-ups. Yeah, you don't have to get all the power-ups, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like you some can totally of the abilities are side missions. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, fuck that, I want these abilities. Yeah, man. Well, I just <laughs> wanted to see more of the... Bil- like... Okay, so... so um, straight up, I, there, did, did you see the jukebox? Yeah, I saw it. I haven't got to it yet. I saw it I behind glass. I don't know what that's about. Still. Okay. I, fin- I finished the game, and there's still stuff to do. I mean, there's a boss fight, and I say this because it's within the within the first chap- first couple chapters, so I'm not breaking anything. There's a boss fight, and he doesn't show up for the rest of the game. It's a bonus mission after finishing the game. Yeah. To go and deal with him. Yep, because he runs away after the first boss fight. Yes, and it's just like, oh my god. And it's bring back the live action sequences. You know, yeah, like those, they did with... Those videos um, are fantastic. More like, <laughs> are you talking the scientists the scientist or the puppets? Is a, this, I haven't seen the puppets yet, but the scientist oh, is the great. Puppets are oh, wait, weird. wait, wait, yeah, I did, I did see the puppets. Never mind. The puppet is so fucking weird. Don't touch that. Yeah. I like the scientist, though. I love the the video of the scientist when he's talking to somebody and he doesn't realize the camera's rolling. The camera's still rolling. Yeah. Or the... the, There's one where it's them awkwardly being filmed. I guess I'll push the buttons now. Like, okay, we're going to look busy. (laughs) You know know what a lot of that stuff reminds me of? It reminds me of when we were watching Lost as it aired. Yeah, I mean, that is actually a good example. Um... Yeah, it's got that weird mystery, and you're trying to figure it out still. Yeah, yeah. Um, Drew, when I was chatting with him about it, um, he, he, what he, I was describing some of the stuff, and he said, it sounds like SCP, which is an internet sort of fiction about weird stuff. It's kind of that, too. Um, and I, I'd like to note that, like, so the main character is the female lead from Quantum Break, playing a different character um she was great in quantum break so i'm glad she came back uh you don't see too much live action of her a little bit yeah some uh, of the cutscenes. yeah the, the the person you see the most is the scientist who i didn't recognize but james mccaffrey does a lot of exposition in this game and i didn't realize it was him at first because i didn't recognize him with a mustache Man, the the voice acting and the acting in general and the writing is just superlative. That whoever is voicing the um, janitor. The janitor is the... Oh, man, he's so good. <laughs> Dude, this game is everything about... It's weird to know that this game was made without the backing of a Microsoft or Sony. Yeah. They must have got a big paycheck from Quantum Break because it shows right here. And, yeah, like, this feels like the game they've been wanting to make. 
I'm, because I'm... Quantum Break felt like a lot of um, compromise, especially with the fact that I mentioned in my review as well. They originally built that around an idea that the Xbox was going to have. And yeah, the then TV was shows. from the Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. So they had to scramble to get that game fixed. And like I said, Alan Wake, was the, there was a compromise there. Um, you know, and so like ever since they finished Max Payne, which they didn't have anything to do with number three, although they brought back Sam Lake to write a little bit for it, which was good. Um, Remedy really hasn't been in control of their own destiny. And I think part of the name reason why they chose control, I could be looking too much into it, is that this feels like the game a bunch of creative people have been wanting to make for years. There's so much... There's so much, like, people who played video games realizing what they want and doing it. it. Everything feels so good in this game. Again, my favorite game of the year. Um, not the best game of the year. My favorite game of the year. Don't sleep on this game. Buy it. No, it is worth. People complain about getting your money's worth hour wise out of video games. I finished this game in probably I want to say thirty hours. Thirty bloody hell! It could be less. It could be less. It could it's, be it's a long game. Oh, there's probably... more game. Yeah, There's I've probably spent game. about 15, maybe 20 hours on this game, and I'm not even close like to being Like, if you finished. explore, if you, listen, if you want more sort of just linear story, you can do it that way as well. Yeah, just follow the main story missions. Sorry? I'm just intrigued by the wackiness of it all. Oh, it's fucking John, crazy. You John, don't even what's, understand. Name a weird game you like. Oh, um, I don't know. You played Deadly game. Premonition at all? Never played that, no. <clears throat> no this this I, game this I, game makes me question, like, oh, if if Kojima can do something coherent and weird with Death Stranding, because we know Death Stranding is going to be weird, <laughs> but is it going to be coherent? Because this game's coherent and I fucking would. bonkers simultaneously. <laughs> well, does I, it have I, Roman I, readers peeing, though? No. Damn. I think that's a positive, John, not a negative. Yeah, I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sold. I'm I, sold you you should buy this. this. I mean, this, if you played any of so their good. previous games and like... Them, oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. This I is their best go game. Out by this. This, this... Um, I've never played Alan Wake because I'm a pussy, but... Oh, um... John, I, I didn't like horror before playing Resident Evil 2. Uh, Alan Wake gets uncomfortable, but I'm telling you right now, that game is nowhere near as scary as you as you think it is. Ah, uh, okay. That no. game is all sort of bark, no bite. Yeah, oh, fair enough. It's it's. But I enjoyed I enjoyed um uh, uh Quantum Break for what it was, and Max Payne of course is awesome. Yeah. I mean, this game is a thousand times better than Quantum Break, and I liked Quantum Break. Me too. So I'm gonna have to give it a look. I think. Yeah, this game is... And it's on everything, I mean... Well, except for Switch. Except for Switch, but who cares? Well, a lot of people... Give it a few years. This game, this game on Switch... uh, It would run like shit. I'm gonna be real honest with you. Yeah, it it wouldn't run well. I mean, everything has to be destructible. She has to be able to pull pieces off the wall to throw them at enemies. And that chunk is visible. That chunk that's missing is visible. It only resets when you, like, fully leave an area. 
Yeah, the room with all the clocks, I didn't think they'd move. They totally move. They totally move. I think some of it's... Some of it is uh, stationary, but, like, they put... I think the trick is that they put a bunch of movable ones on... I think... I think. <laughs> yeah, I didn't stick around and try to move them all, but yeah, when they neither. started moving, I was like, oh, shit, they actually move. I thought that was just like a texture. And and um, I remember, because I haven't played it other than like 20 minutes, I remember people saying like with um, Mario Odyssey, where people would be like, I don't, I'm like, I'm going to try to get up there. And they'd be like, oh, people, Nintendo wouldn't put anything up there. And then they get up there and there's a bunch of coins very similar moments in this game as well where i'm like there's no way they plan for me to get up here and then i get up somewhere and there's a um chest holding a mod or um you know something for me like a pickup to read or something like how did they like why would you put something up here well just because yeah game is so good it's yeah it's been so hard to be playing it for like what with like two weeks now, I think. Dude, I yeah. And you just want to go on Twitter and be like, everybody needs to play this game. This game's amazing. Um, <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody in the UK, I think Mike Biddle. Bithel. Bithel. I don't know how to yes. pronounce his name. Mike Biddle. Uh, yeah, he, he, yes, him. He commented on it, I believe, saying it was amazing. So. Yeah, it's you it's something. Barco, it but... is something special. This game is something special, and it'll it will be talked about at the end of the year. I promise you that. No, it's I'm. It's making my one or two as of the time we speak right now. I mean, it immediately shot to my number three, but one and two will never be dethroned. So there is that. Uh, what is it? Mortal Kombat is one, and Resident and... Evil. Resident Evil. Yeah. Resident Evil was so good. I beat it four times. I mean, Resident Evil. The thing that keeps Resident Evil sort of in my number one in a in a semi objective, I love that game. I enjoyed my time with it, and it was also like polished from like never. I never had any technical issues with it. That game, you know is, what I mean? That, that game like everything just, felt so perfect in that yeah, game. Yeah, that game is just so. It's one of the most well constructed video games I've ever played in my life. And and this is but, but like control is more what I'm into, right? Like, Oh, absolutely. Like took me out of my comfort zone, and this was literally the <laughs> stuffing my face full of comfort Control food. is a game that, like, I miss so much because there's so little... Like, Sony's first-party games have been doing it, like the, the single-player, um, just wonderful Well, God world. of War was very similar to this yes, in the way yes. it feels. Um, Spider-Man... Spider-Man had maybe a little bit too much open world openness sort of thing sure, going sure. on, but even that a little bit. Yeah, you're right. This does feel along the lines of something Sony's been putting out. I want Jedi Fallen Order to be as good as Control. If it is even half as good, I'll be. It'll be number four happy. on my list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, this game has done two things for me, and it's weird because I, you know, I talk shit about Kojima a lot. After playing something this weird, I just kind of want to see Kojima try to top it. So now I'm interested in Death Stranding. And I'm interested... Well, I've always been interested somewhat in uh, Jedi because it's they've said it's a Metroidvania sort of title as well. Yeah. So both those games have all of a sudden taken a more of a uh, priority in stuff I was interested in. So I... I 
I'm very excited. I'm a, a Remedy the... fanboy. I'll admit it, but I really think everybody should play this. If you want to read my review, it'll be up tomorrow. But I mean, going blind. I'm very, very, oh, very excited to see what people say about this game tomorrow. I'm, I'm interested to see where it's going to drop because I'll tell you, I would put it as one of the best games of the year. Yeah, I mean, uh, spoiler, it'll be up either shortly after you hear this, listening tomorrow or before. I gave it a 9.5. The technical stuff was just a little, and the ending for me were just a little hard to overlook. But uh, otherwise, you know, this game I had no issues with. Like, this game was pretty much perfect for me. All right. So back right, control. Stop, time to stop wanking over. <laughs> we can talk about what is coming out this week. Obviously, control is out this week. That's that is Tuesday, right? Yeah, the twenty seventh. Yeah. So Tuesday. Because they in behind inside baseball, um, they don't want anybody to talk about uh, stuff until Friday, like some of the later stuff. They don't want to spoil it. Um, recommendation. Don't spoil it for others. This game is a lot of... Like, I, I know I've said some stuff. I haven't said some stuff in, like, no. in the grand scheme of things. No. Your mind will still go, what? Yeah. Um, we've also got Pacific Wings, whatever the hell that is. Who cares? Uh, Tokyo Chronos, Crystar, Decay of Logos. Yeah, I have what that for that? review. It looks... I haven't been able to play it because I've... I mean, I just got it yesterday. It looks like a mix between Dark Souls and I mean that because, like, the combat looks very similar and Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Dark, okay. Dark of the Wild is what we'll call yes. it. Yes. Um, Gunvolt Chronicles Luminous Avenger 9 Collector's Edition? Sure. I don't even. I don't even, uh, like. I like the Gunvolt games. I don't even know what this is. All right. How about this one? And no, I'm not reading the Steam list. Human Anatomy VR. I mean, that, that, mm. I assume it's gonna be uh, like a doctor thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Okay. It's uh, um, Invisigun Reloaded. Okay. Uh, for all you anime heads, we got two new characters coming to Jump Force this week. We've got Katsuki Bakugo. Sure. And Majin Buu. Majin Buu. I knew the no. I knew the second one. Yeah, that's a Dragon Ball thing. Yes. Uh, Knights and Bikes. Which actually, what? funny enough, Sophie's reviewing. Knight Knights, as in K N like, or just N K N, like like um. armor. Knights. Oh, okay, got yeah, yeah. That's weird, don't it? Legend of the Skyfish. <laughs> I do miss this section when I'm on. <laughs> We're not even into the PC games yet, John. Uh, MXGP 2019. Oh, they still make those games. They are. They I've actually to... played that one. I they won't have... stop making them, John. I might have got no, a code for that game like two weeks ago and totally forgot I got a code for that game. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> uh, Strength of the Sword Ultimate. Hey, I didn't ask for the code. The code showed up in my inbox. I, <laughs> I suppose I'm. And that's where it now. stayed. Mm, yeah. Uh, the Bard's Tale Four Director's Cut, which is on Game Pass as well. I didn't realize that's... that was releasing so soon. They yeah, got they the. Just... 
out, didn't they, on the Game Pass as well? Yeah, I booted that up, played five seconds. I'm like, nope, not for me. Okay, is it old school, old school? Oh, yeah, like move forward, choose an option oh, kind of thing. No. Yeah, because they remade the retail back on PS2, which I think was more of a Diablo clone. Yes, yes, that's the one that I think of. I'm like, oh, if it's like that, I'll play. Nope. No, no, no. That one was really funny. Yes. Uh, I mean, even the disc says turn around for something really scary. <laughs> of course, it's really Ah, Samira. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Wreckfest, which I talked about earlier. Pantu Hunter Back to the 90s. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> uh, Agent... Are we still, on, we still on console games? Yes, yes. I'll let you know when we get to PC. Let's let you know. Uh, Agent A, a puzzle in disguise. Hook bots. Is this a lot of this? Is this a lot of this Switch stuff? No, I'm on PlayStation Four, John. Oh wow, it's, it is getting a bit of a mess. Both the Switch store and the oh, well, I don't know all of the stores. They just seem to knock a load of shit out, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, we've got hook bots. Um, the, pff, color me surprised. They're still releasing DLC for Just Cause Four. We've got Danger Rising. Um, Lord of the Rings adventure card game. Stop card games. <laughs> Vambrace Cold Soul. Waltz of the Wizard extended edition. Whipsy and the Lost Atlas, which I name dropped earlier. Uh, Hero Express. Newt One. Pool Nation. I mean. Pool Nation's still coming out. It's like, it just keeps coming out. It's been on every, I think that first launched on the PlayStation 1. I mean, it's Jesus. still I've, coming I, out. It's still, yeah. I used to get updates on that because uh, for some reason, the PR woman had like linked me to every press release and every code and kept throwing every time it got released and said, here's a code for it. It's like, okay, thanks. And it's the same fucking game. It's the same game. Sure it's, it's the same game now. Uh, Revenant Dogma. River City Girls. Yay. Oh, that's that um, River City Rampage thing, isn't it? Like, Ransom. Uh, yeah. Ransom thing, yes, yes. From um, oh. Way uh, Forward. Way Forward, thank you. Yes, that's that's good. And one you might have forgot was coming out this week, The Dark Pictures, Man of Medan. Oh, yes, Laura will be very interested in that. I've been she seeing advertisements, advertisements for that. If you pre-order, you get a director's cut. I don't understand that. It's a cheap game, so I'll probably pick it up. It's like 30 bucks? I still oh, have... Right. I still have... <coughs> Y'all can hate me. I still have Until Dawn or Steel. Oh, I hate you. Um, we also have uh, the, uh, Hunt Showdown. Is that that Crytek game? Yep. Yes. 1.0, yeah, I'm guessing. Co-op like, um, type... Uh, um, thing like Vermintide, isn't it? Where you... Something like that. It yeah, seems like, like it? a mix between... Battle Royale in that you go in, a bunch of teams go in and try to get and then try to ex- extract with the Let's just all be fair, ain't nobody on the show gonna play that game. Nope, you're right. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why I'm talking about it. Yeah, no. Uh, Headspun. Uh, Kamiko. Kamiko. That's like a, it was on Switch for a while. It's like a budget Zelda, like original Zelda clone, um, I think. Isn't uh, that um? Oh, I'll probably be on this uh, when you come up to it. Isn't that uh, Square Enix game 
on a on a Kia or something. Oninaki that came out last week. Actually, they asked us if we wanted a code, and nobody had time to take it. Oh well, I thought that came out. Maybe it's in the UK. Maybe that. Yeah, it came out last Friday. I think. Uh, I want to say. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Subaru Subaru City. I guess that's how you say that. I was going to call it Subaru City, but that's not right. Uh, Blair Witch is out this week. Holy crap! So oh, f- yes, and that's on Game Pass as well. Isn't yep. That's on the 30th. Yeah. Yep. So I'll, I'll play that because it's free. Uh, all right, time to do Switch. We got the collection of mana. Um, De- oh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Super expensive collection of mana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Deadlings, 8-Minute Empire, the most important game, eSport Manager. Uh, Air, A-E-R, Memories of Old. Sure. Uh, Bubsy, Paul's on Fire, coming to the Switch. Brunch Club, because we all need that. Uh, Damascus Gear, Operation Osaka. Let me defend Bubsy for a second. Oh, boy. No, don't. That game is just a bit trip runner game with a Bubsy skin. It's fine. It's the best Bubsy <laughs> that's game. The, that's my favorite definition been. of a game. It's fine. It well, I mean, when it comes to Bubsy, fine is a compliment. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But that's... it's 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 probably like the least interesting runner title. But if you like the bid trip runner games, it's more of that from the <laughs> same people. We've also got Grand Bree Shooter. Heave Ho, Invasion of Alien X, Earth in Crisis, Little Racer, Omen Exitio Plague, Wilmot's Warehouse, whatever that is, and Astral Chain. Is that on Friday? Oh, yeah, of course. That's uh, Platinum, isn't it? Yep. So that's a lot of big games in one week. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to the fall. And this is just the start. I mean, after the week after that, you've got Gears, haven't you? That's the you got sweat. Gears for Early Access. You've got the Final Fantasy VIII remake. Oh, yeah. Well, how can I there. play all those games when there's it's... such good porn games on Steam? They'll oh, take wow. all my time. Nice segue. And would you like to go through the... <laughs> I mean, we can... I mean, I stopped doing them as much, but we do have uh, oh, Memory gosh. Leak Cyberpunk Hentai. That's coming out this week. Oh wow! Memory leak, really? Ugh. Yeah. You know, the important <laughs> games. We got Timmy's cooking show. Okay, well, that sounds very porny. Uh, well, how about hentai hell? How's that? <laughs> it's the steam. Well, that game, sounds like any you? hentai. How about motel well, I motel bondage? I know, there's, I know there's a bit of you know controversy over the Epic Store, and I'm not going to get into that, but. Steam is garbage at this point, isn't it? It really has become a parody of itself. Hold on. All you had to Hold do on. to compete with Steam was do a store Not... that has all the mechanics of Steam, but without the, the trash. Shit. Yeah, without the shit. I got, they decided I got... to buy their way into the market. I you got me in here, so I'm I'm going to keep going. Okay, please. We've got Dance Girl Swimwear. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Dashing dinosaurs and sexy centaurs. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> that might be okay, my I can't, favorite. I can't, I can't not look. That, that might be one of my sexy favorites. That's not Dashing even dinosaurs and sexy centaurs. A bunch of dinosaurs, dragons, and other mythical beasts are putting on a modern adaption of Romeo and Juliet. The real drama is backstage because, I mean, where else would it be, honestly? It's a... I don't know if it's a dating sim. Yeah, it's a dating sim where it's a bunch of anthropomorphic dinosaurs, dragons, and then centaurs. Sexy, uh, you know what? Sexy centaurs. You know what? It doesn't seem to say adult content. Ah, uh, well, at least that's something. So, does include drug references, sexual humor, and swearing. So, okay. they're doing better gotcha. than most. Unbelievable. Right. Just have a unique spin on the, the genre, I suppose. We're going to do some news, because, you know, Gamescom happened this week. Um, so, we, we should have quite a bit to talk about here. Uh, one... Note: Uncharted movie has lost its uh, another director. <laughs> Stop trying to make Uncharted movie. Yeah, I should leave it. it at this point. It's not going to work. Yeah. Well, there's something going on because what is this like the third time a director's jumped ship, and it's something's not right there. Obviously, Sony wants too much control over it, and nowadays, the only way you, you're not going to get an established director direct under that sort of control that that sony obviously wants um so i think this should be filed under never gonna happen but, but i think it's also buried when it does i think it's also interesting that like they want to try to make it work and i mean someone has to know it's not going to work on video because like a big part of that is the voice acting and like People are gonna go. It's not Nathan Drake, regardless well, of who you put in. Yeah, I think. But saying that, there's. I mean, if you saw that Nathan Fillion one that was done um, a little while ago, like there was like a, a 15 minute short film, uh, him as Nathan Drake. He, he, I will always think he's the perfect person to play him. Um, he's he's got the same for as, as far as I'm concerned. He's got the same sort of mannerisms as Drake would have, and the, a similar voice to. to um, to Nathan Drake or to um, yeah. Nolan North, but yeah, but I mean, Nolan North is putting on that voice. Too, yes, yeah, right? like it, it just—it's not. It could work. It's not going to work because they are. I think it would work as a if you completely forgot about the fact that it was a video, and if you didn't lean into that because it's you know it's an Indiana Jones story. Indiana Jones we know works on the screen, but they wouldn't do that. They would that rely too heavily on the video gamey aspect and I don't no I don't think they'd treat it with what it needs to be treated with the kind of respect it needs to be treated with um, I think it should just you know it should just lie on the floor let it go don't worry just make another game brief reminder too totally not trying to start a new subject they also wanted to make a shadow of the Colossus movie never came no. through no. so and this thing's been ongoing for what seven years, five to seven years. This whole, yeah. you know, so I, I don't expect that happening. Um, you know, they've just announced that they're um, they're a little bit further along with the rebooting of the Resident Evil films. I don't think they should do that. They should leave them as they are. Um, I think the problem is is that Pikachu made money. 
a lot of money to take to Pikachu, and it showed you can make a good film out of a video game property. But they did that by being self-aware, by not by taking something different about the video games. This wasn't about Pokemon battling. This was a completely different story that happened to involve Pokemon and be set in that universe. They were smart with it, and I you know I don't see Sony being smart. Um, the same way as I don't see. Uh, um, what's that other one? Sonic film. I think that's going to be a pile of shit because I don't think they'll be smart with it. They're not going to. They're not going to lean into the parts. It's not going to do what make it entertaining on the on screen. Um, they forget that there are you know, big difference between. Although they're both visual entertainment mediums, they're both very different. All right, moving on. We've got a new Neo Two demo coming TGS. Uh, will, uh, do you think they'll release that like they did with the other one? What, just drop it during Tokyo Game Show? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. Because they had that up where they like had a timed one for then they had another one timed one, weren't they? It was slightly different. So that's I think that's good marketing. I think it's clever. Uh, Aloy is coming into Monster Hunter World on PS4 in the new expansion. Have y'all had enough Yakuza? No. There's a lot more no. Yakuza now. <laughs> well, so, I mean, this is this was confirmed in Japan. Yeah, but we're, but it's coming to the States now, which is what... I know, you know, and I'll be buying it. So we're getting Yakuza 3, 4, and 5. They're not Kiwami, so they're not getting that treatment. They're just getting the HD upgrade. Uh, also, Yakuza 3... No, yeah, no, they, they, they're, they're fine. Yakuza 3 is actually getting cut content put back in the game, as well as a new translation. That I one, think all of them are. Well, we don't know yet because they, oh, they okay. uh, they're staggering the release. So basically, you can't buy these separate right now. You can only buy the, I forget what they call it, like the Yakuza pack or something, and it gets all... It gets, Classic collection. Yeah, you get all three games, um, but you get them as they release. So three is available now, four is available in, I think, October or November, and then the last one's in February. February. Yeah. And then in February they're releasing a disc version that has all three games on it. I'll be buying that. I'll probably wait for the disc version. Um, sad news coming out. Uh, a bunch of staff at Game Informer were laid off uh, over the week. This is just coming as part of the GameStop cutbacks. I think there was. It's only it's, a matter of time at this point, isn't it? Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame too because I know a lot of it was sort of store chilling to some extent, but um, there was good work out of that. Group. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, no one talks poorly about, like, everybody would be like, ah, Game Informer being pushed by GameStop because GameStop owns them, so it's kind of like, you have to question, like, it's kind of like Nintendo Power reviewing Nintendo games, like, yeah. <laughs> but, um, for the most part, like, they would, they did really good work there. And um, so it's sad that the good people at GameStop got let go. Yeah. Uh, DICE has announced that the Rise of the Skywalker content is coming to Star Wars Battlefront 2 this December. I'm glad to see that game still getting updates. It's come a long way. No one plays it. Yeah, the community is very low for it, unfortunately, because they have really done a lot to that game to make it better. 
the combat pack trailer dropped for Mortal Kombat. We know all six characters, and we know the release we dates. Knew, which we knew, we knew, we knew the leak. Terminator. Yeah, we knew the no. We but there was more. There was more than the leak. Do you yeah, but there's more than one combat pack. You know there will be. Okay, yeah, but you know that. Do you not? Am I the only one that remembers the video where uh, I think it was Shang Tsung, right? That they showed, and then afterwards it showed the names it of show, all the characters. It showed the four, but two of them were not. Show. It showed Spawn. Yeah, they showed. It Sindel's. didn't show Joker. It didn't show Joker, and it didn't show the. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But they showed and a good. They showed. Leaked. Well, this is the first time we've actually seen Spawn. That's true. And Terminator and, and Joker. And they're not coming out till fucking forever. So the first one is Terminator. He's in October. Then following that is Sindel, I believe, in November. Joker in January, and the final one, which is Spawn, in February, I want to say. Yeah, they're really stretching out this DLC, which makes me take that comment that they made that they were supporting this game longer than the last one is basically just saying we're taking longer to release characters. (laughs) Which are probably done. I mean, they've got models for them. They're not done, because... You know what I mean, though. Done more than... Like, not... They don't need that time to finish Spawn. No, because well, you know <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna tweak it to the last minute for moves and and balance and stuff. But yes, this is a Warner Brothers thing, and you can tell that from the tweets coming out from the people at NetherRealm that they're not happy. But it's business, just like we say about everything else. It's business. Business. Yep. Business but be business. Basically, they want people talking about this game every two months, which is what this cadence will do. I don't know about that, but okay. You don't know that people will be talking about it? Or that you don't know that it's a business decision? I Well, no, I know it's a business decision. I don't know <laughs> if it's a good business decision. I mean, fighting games get a... Get, the one thing you don't notice about the yeah, fighting game community is they always get a boost when there's a new character released. Yeah, but, but like, I don't hear all of a sudden like, people like, yo, Jump Force. Well, you know why you don't hear about it on the internet? Because Mortal Kombat is the most hated game in the fighting game community. You know it's true. It's the most popular yeah, fighting like, game in the world. I don't hear about Jump Force, um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I won't hear about that. I follow people that only play fighting games, and like, oh, I hear just... about Dragon Ball characters all the time. Jump Force is not a true fighting game community game, so let's be no, that's true. But like, it's just there's a couple like I don't know. I, I feel like this is like a good idea on paper, but I don't know if it's gonna pay out the way they think it is. I don't know. Every time there's a new well, character coming when out. You, I think when we have Terminator come out, it's going to be big. And I have a feeling when Spawn comes out, it's going to be big. Which makes the sense that there's the next and the last one. <laughs> yeah. But then there's a bunch of time in between. You know what's going to be? You know what's the most interesting to me? Watching the Joker kill people. Hmm. For the longest time, DC would not allow that in their video games, if you remember. That's true. So I'll be very. I don't. I, don't, I, I like the fact that the characters are coming. I'm just go. Oh. So I'll, I'll segue with the Joker. Happy 10th anniversary to Arkham Asylum. If you want to feel older. Oh shit! Yes. Bugger. No, I don't. Thanks a lot. Ten <laughs> years ago, that game came out. I feel like it was yes. five years ago that Arkham Knight came. Well, it, it kind of was. That, it was about five it was years. Four years, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, when and we haven't seen the next Rocksteady game. That means Still, it's going to be real good when we do see. It better fucking be. It better not be Avengers from uh, Crystal, Crystal D. Dynamics. 
Uh, no Man's uh, Sky Beyond is getting a physical disc release. So it's just the original disc. <laughs> Maybe just written <laughs> Beyond on it. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. I hope to God that's what you do when when you go into um, your EB or your GameStop or Game, and it's just all the used copies. It's just with like a red sharpie. They've just written <laughs> Beyond on the disc. <laughs> Requires install. <laughs> Yeah, that's what, and it is, it's probably it, it's like the old version, it's just been, re- all it is is a, a new cover. So, so that actually happened to me, because I was a huge fan of Final Fantasy XV, I bought the Royal Edition, the Royal Edition disc is the exact same as the original. Just got a DLC code in it. It's just got a DLC code in it, and then the disc actually has a different print on it, but the actual data on it, it's just... Final Fantasy 15 without the DLC. Nice. And it's the unpatched version of Final Fantasy 15. I think so, yeah. It's pro- I can't imagine them doing a new... If, if it's it's not the newest version of Final Fantasy 15, so... Well, you got to think how much money it costs to re- to, to print. Oh, absolutely. Like I hear... They still had to print new discs. That's my mm-hmm. thing. It's like they had to print a new disc and then stamp a new label on it. But it's the old stuff still. Maybe they didn't have to reprint the discs. Maybe the discs were already printed. They just hadn't, you know, sent them yet. Labeled them? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Um, did anybody see the trailer for Predator? No. I have no interest in this game. No. Like, in theory, I love it, but it's multiplayer only, so I'm a man. It did not look great. It doesn't. Well, then there you go. I'll put a stick to Alien. You know, I know it gets a lot of shit, but the Alien vs. Predator game from Sega and the originals from Rebellion are really games. Um, also, at Gamescom, a, a sequel to Remothered was announced. Is that game good? Remothered. Mothered. It's like a survival horror game. Like, I was oh, shocked to hear it got a sequel, and I was like, I don't remember a lot of people talking about the first I one. I don't know this game at all. I, I own it for the Xbox. I've just never played it. <laughs> There's some terrifying screenshots online. Okay. I mean, if it's good, cool. It, it looked creepy as shit. Makes me kind of want to go play it that it was good enough to get a sequel, you know what I mean? I suppose. I mean. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's creepy. Oh, wow. Thanks did you throw something? You son of a bitch. Staring me in the face. Thanks a lot. You scared John. You forget John is, is very bad with horror Damn. games. Jesus, that is creepy. Um, Sony. Probably made the biggest news out of Gamescom announced that they have acquired Insomniac Games. I have mixed well, feelings. It's not, I, it's not a bigger surprise in the world, is it? it? No, it's one of those things like you thought they already owned them until they released yes. Sunset Overdrive. That's it, yeah. It's like, okay. Well, they did that other one, didn't they, that was cross Oh, that thing sucked. Uh, what was it called? Fuse. Fuse. Fuse was a bad game. Fuse, that, which, that was it. That's all publisher-based. The problems with that game, it was originally supposed to be more cartoony and fun, and then EA was like, no. Yeah, it looked yeah. like uh, Team Fortress, the initial screen. Sort of, yeah. It, um, actually, I'd argue it looked more like Overwatch, of all things. And then well, they were like, no, sure. don't do that. But you know what I mean, though? Like, Team Fortress almost has like too much stylistic. Like, they just all the characters sort of end up looking the same, and that was not the case with Fuse. Um, whatever it was called originally, it had a different name originally. They did Fuse, they did Sunset Overdrive, and uh, Song of the Deep. Song of the Deep was fun. I liked that yeah. game. Um, it was published by I, GameStop. I, yep. Uh, I have mixed feelings about this, um, only because I really like Sunset Overdrive. Well, 
Insomniac owns Sunset Overdrive, I think. Do they? Okay. I well, if they own it, they own the we're IP, good. Yeah. So but they can. I, I basically, this just means we're getting a port of Sunset Overdrive to the PS4. Totally fine with that. I'll buy it. And then we're gonna get Spider-Man Two because you know that's what they're working that's on. That's what. Well, you know that's why they. It's a smart move for Sony, Funny and I think considering the missteps that Insomniac have had with third-party um, titles, or you know, with uh, non-exclusive titles on Sony titles. I think this is a smart move for them. I think Sony will allow them to do what they want to do and trust them to do it well after the success of, of Spider-Man. I think they've, they'll have they be given a blank check and told, go do something cool. I mean, after Spider-Man 2. After Spider-Man 2. I, of course. It's funny that they buy Insomniac the same week they, you know, <laughs> steal with, with Disney. <laughs> still, still, like, have a fight with Disney over Spider-Man. We need they they hire Insomniac. Kate, you're working on movies now. <laughs> yeah, make a Spider-Man movie that's good. Yeah, make a game, then don't build it, and just hand us the script. Thanks. Yeah, it's you know I feel good. Like I met Ted Price once. That dude is genuinely one of the nicest people in the business, and I'm glad to see that he's getting yeah. he's getting the money. It's it was like it was the same feeling I had when Microsoft bought Double Fine, and I'm like, man, I feel good for Tim Schafer. He doesn't have to worry about money no more. Well, I'm just that glad that, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that I don't have to worry about Ratchet and Clank, you know, like if Insomniac ended up being bought by someone else, Ratchet and Clank being made by whoever. Not to say that there hasn't been game, good Ratchet and Clank games built with, um, oh god, I can't remember the PSP division, High Impact or whatever they were called. Oh, hell, I don't know. Um, but I mean... The last Ratchet and Clank game was still really good. I know the that's last not Ratchet the thing that people think of. I know, it's not the th- I know it's not the thing people think of right now when they think of Insomniac because Spider-Man was really good, but I really want more Ratchet and Clank. Bring back I, Resistance. I would... Okay, <laughs> anything happily, but Resistance, I'm good, thanks. I would happily see another Ratchet and Clank um, after what they did with, with the, the, the reboot. And again... Yes, you're right. Everyone thinks Spider-Man, and I'm sure that's what Sony are thinking. But still, it's nice that they are going to be around for a while. They're not, you know, Sony are not EA. They're not going to shut down a studio just after buying it or anything like that. They'll be given the, the, the what they need to make a good game. You know what I thought the other day? I don't know if I mentioned this on the show before, but you know how I'm always asking for a new Conquer. <laughs> what if Double Fine made the new Conquer? That would be funny. <laughs> funny game. I don't think it would have this. I mean, if you got Chris Seaver, the yeah, bring him on to consult and have Double Fine develop and write it. It's it's very British sense of humor, and I think that's the reason why it works. I, I don't just, know if American. I just sense want of a humor, new Cocker. Leave me alone. You you say that, and if you don't follow the recipe correctly, you end up with a. Sh- Shit conquer cake, okay? Well, you know what? A shit conquer cake is still better than no conquer cake. Oh, are you really? Oh, hold on. Hold on. Project Spark? Yeah, I bought it. I played it. Yeah. You want to tell me that that was better than nothing? I got, yeah, because I got something. No, I doubt it was better than nothing. Let me show you you Young Conquer for. uh, I can't afford Young Conquer. It's only on. What's that fucking alternate reality? The eyeglasses thing. Yeah, yeah I can't afford that, or I would have bought Micro- that too. Microsoft Vision. 
Uh, Little Nightmares 2 was announced. That was a shock. Yeah, I like that game a lot. I must admit there were a lot of sequels when it came to the opening show of games. The Keeley, the Keeley note. Keeley's, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, there was a sequel to Little Nightmares. There was also a sequel to Kerbal Space Program announced. Okay. You want to hear the weirdest? There's a lot of weird details about this game. So Kerbal Space Program is kind of like one of those niche games that a lot of people know of and they like it a lot. Yeah. The Never sequel, played it, but yeah, it's very popular. The sequel is a full price game. First one wasn't. It's also not made by the guys who made the first one, even though 2K just bought them. Wait, what? Yeah. Hmm. It, what? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, okay. Is it made by some of the same people under a different name? It's made by a different team within 2K. What the oh, f- yeah. Why would you buy the people who made Kerbal and then not let them make a Kerbal? I, That's weird. I don't know. When I heard all that news, like when I first heard Kerbal 2, I was like, cool, people who like Kerbal will enjoy that. And then I heard the news around it, I was like, well, that's stupid. Not only are you going to double the price, but you're also going to take it away from the people who made it. And look, I don't know a lot about Kerbal Space Program. But what do you do with a sequel in that game? But by the looks of the trailer, there were things like base building and stuff, which I don't think was part of the original. But it's game not. It's not. That wasn't the type of no. It game wasn't. It really was. No, and maybe that's right? why it's a different team. Maybe this isn't the traditional physics-based like launching simulator. But, the, but then, but then. I don't know if that's a good thing. I, I don't either. I looked at it and I thought this looks like some sort of base building type game with maybe you know the still you've got the you know set setting up the launch and trying to get that. But it didn't look like that was a main part. It looked like this was going to be try and be bigger, something more. Well, that's why it's um, full price. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Uh, THQ Nordic also revived the helicopter shooter Comanche. I never even heard of that. Yeah, well, instead of being a single-player game, it is also announced that it is a team-based online shooter. Oh, of course it is. Live uh, service. Stadia announced a bunch of new games coming to the service, including Borderlands 3 and Elder Scrolls Online, and also its first exclusive... It's also got an exclusive. The biggest game. I mean, you lock this up, you got a system seller. Orcs Must Die 3 is exclusive to Stadia. Yeah, well... Um, I don't think any. I don't know. There's uh, there's a small subsection of the internet that wants that thing. There's a very large thing that uh, a subsection that could not give two shits because you can't. I mean, <laughs> for a start, that every time they've tried to show that thing, the streams have been terrible and broken down, and that does not bode well for your streaming service. And also, it's Google, and we know what they do with stuff that don't instantly make them money. Yeah, I think a lot of the people who are talking about this are more cautiously optimistic and, and curious about it than they are. I haven't seen anybody excited about their Stadia order. No. Most people bought it and they're like, yeah, I want to see how this pans out. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of looking at it as a car crash situation. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, when the pre-orders went live, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Well, apparently they've only got a few left. Get get in while you can. I mean, they only have a few left of you know, one, the, the bundle they announced like six months ago. That's a good sign. <laughs> okay, so I had to look up because I was like, y- you're right, it has. N- so I looked up uh, who was making Kerbal Space Program 2, 
um, you're right, it has nothing to do with the original team, which is bizarre. Um, but do you know who's making it? No. The guys who made Monday uh, Monday Night Combat. Okay. Nothing. I, I just so yeah, they used to be Uber Entertainment. They're Outer Loop Games. Is that what they're called now? Uh, or is that just the team they... that Echo went to? Because I know Echo was the head of Monday Night Combat at Uber, and then he went on to make uh, Falcon Age at Outer Loop. No, Outer Loop is a different company. So it's the team that left under him. So he left that team, and then the rest of the team went and formed a different team. Yeah, well, they changed their name because Uber obviously has a different... Uh, Connotation now? Yeah, it's um, there's Starry Sky or something like that. I can't remember the exact name, but it, you're right. That is the weirdest yeah. thing I've ever seen. Go figure that one. And out. it's it's gonna be it's gonna be more of the same physics building oh, is that stuff. What saying? Yeah, that's they said it's going to run a lot better, but apparently the original was made in Mexico, and this one is made in the U. What a pattern. I don't know. Sure. That's weird. Maybe the original team didn't want to make a sequel. I, I think this, don't know. this just seems weird. Why would you do that? I'm... You know, the reason why that game was so popular is because the the love that the team, because it was obviously early access and it all was built from word of mouth. Yeah. Um, why buy the team that and the IP and then not get the team to do the sequel? Just maybe maybe the maybe the team wanted the security of being bought. But didn't want to make a sequel. I, I honestly don't know. That is just odd. That's a weird thing. I do believe this is the most the Kerbal Space Program has been talked about on this podcast. Yeah, no, I just I've never seen anything really like that. That's all. That, that's just so odd to me. And then to know that the guys that made an RTS, the um, Planetary Annihilation, and Monday Night Combat, two very different games, are making another very different game. So. Um, another announcement that came out of Gamescom is something that I hope just becomes standard in the next generation. PUBG is getting cross-console play this fall. Well, None of the consoles can run it, but... This has all started kicking off, really, I think, since uh, the Modern Warfare was announced to be cross-play. I think now it's, it should be standard next next generation. I'm hoping, against hope, that at BlizzCon... Blizzard announces that Overwatch crossplay is available for PS4 and Xbox. I would like to get a new pool of players because I think I've uh, I think I've played with everybody on Xbox. <laughs> I think you'll see uh, a rise in people going back to play it again too. Well, uh, there was a huge chunk of people that went back to play it because of um, the roll queue that rolled out a couple weeks ago. So Overwatch is is as big as it's ever been right now because of the roll queue. So, and they did say that they have another announcement coming, I believe, in the next week, and then we've got the Halloween event, and then we've got BlizzCon, so lots of stuff going on for Overwatch right now. I couldn't be happier. It's the game I play every fucking day. (laughs) Uh, Skater XL was announced for the Switch, as was the Hotline Miami Collection and Superhot, which were shadow-dropped, and then Ori and the Blind Forest. Coming to the Switch in September. Well, that's well, there was rumors about that. No surprise, is it? 
No. I did like the I did like the quip afterwards where Phil Spencer says we have no plans to bring it to any other console. Uh, what other consoles are there? Oh, well, yeah. no, 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 no. His the the quote was that they didn't have any plans to release any more of their games on other platforms right now. Uh, they were speaking of any game, so like announcing uh, Battletoads for the Switch or something like that. But then the, this is a second game, isn't it? I mean, Super Lucky is that, is that their property? No, they don't own Super Lucky. They just published uh, okay. the game on Xbox One. Uh, okay. So, which was also on the VR. Which I mean, every time the they Oculus put the same game out, they change a bit. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, Microsoft's got a whole studio, a whole stable full of studios now. They just need to start getting games out there. Yeah. <laughs> they they upset the Xbox community when that Matt Booty interview went live, of him basically saying, you know, we're we're not against uh, the studios that are making our games to put them on other platforms. And the Xbox fans got all mad. Well, I can see that because the whole point was, you know, we're buying studios so that we can have exclusives like Sony has exclusives. True, um, but also, did you hear the, the comment that came out of Sony? And this is just another one of those things where, like, Microsoft was looking at this first. But Sony's report basically said, we're probably going to put games on other platforms. And then the first game that they announced was that... Do you remember... During a state of play, the like anthropomorphic animal dungeon crawler that they announced—I can't remember the name of it. No, I can't. I don't um, remember it. But it was one of their first-party games that they announced during a state of play. That stealthily got announced for PC, and there's a rumor floating around, obviously, that Death Stranding is also coming to PC. Oh no, that—that's interesting because there was an interview after it got announced where they said it would be coming to PC and it was only time for PlayStation. Yep. But that got pulled very quickly after um, after it got released. So um, I think Sony obviously had words about that, but I can see that coming. Yeah, and also things like... Um, it, it's weird when people say things they shouldn't say. It's like the leaked advertisement of Final Fantasy VII Remake coming to Xbox. And you're oh, like, yeah, that's obviously coming to that. Yeah, and, and it's like, you know this stuff is happening. Speaking of which, I also saw an interview with um, the, 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 the the developer behind Final Fantasy XIV, the team lead, and he basically said that him and Phil Spencer had a very long conversation at E3, and it's probably coming real soon. Oh, unlucky son. Yeah, so it's, um, <clears throat> it's just one of those things where it's like, you can't say something because of something else. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. What I, uh, what I find interesting, uh, going back to the, the studio thing, is that uh, along with all of the bits and pieces, uh, inside Xbox, they announced that XO19, um, the dates, which is in November, yep. and when you can get tickets. And who's going to be there? Matt Booty's going to be there. So a lot of people are thinking there's going to be some announcements of a, more studio acquisitions, because he's the head of studio acquisitions. Well, everybody's going to be there, right? Phil's going to be there. Major Nelson's yeah, going to be there. Why would, you, why would you announce that he's going to be there if he's not going to be part of the show? True. And also, I heard Phil Spencer making comments that he wants to buy a Japanese studio. Square Enix. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But... <laughs> no, I know. I was joking. Um, just as a fun, as a fun <laughs> little experiment, who, do you, who, who legitimately do you think they would buy? Oh God, I don't know. A I mean, Japanese studio, Japanese platinum. You, mm. If you want a studio that bangs out of the park, more so times so they they announced they bought platinum and they're resurrecting Scalebound. 
Oh, that would be funny. Um, that would be very funny, actually. Well, considering I, the Platinum's already making Astral Chain and Bayonetta 3 for Nintendo... Yeah, but that doesn't stop that. I mean, they've bought Double Fine, they've bought um, Obsidian making games for other companies. That's sure. Not the, it's not unheard of. I don't think it will be Platinum, but, yeah... Do you remember the rumors well, that went around for the longest time that it was going to be Sega? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, maybe 10 years ago? I don't think now. I don't know. I don't think he could do it now. I don't know. Sega is, Sega's been making cool stuff for fans, but I still don't think they're making a lot of money. Mm. I mean, Yakuza does okay. Sonic is still Sonic. They publish a lot of stuff. Uh, th- like they publish, uh, they publish the Crash Team Racing in Japan. Like they have a bunch of uh, Activision stuff that they do, uh, publish-wise in Japan, which weirded me out. And uh, you got to remember, they also own Atlas. Mm. I mean, yeah, but Atlas isn't exactly a money bank. They make a lot of games, but um, you're 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 right. But I also think their games are made far cheaper than you think they are, except for maybe Persona. And Persona makes is one of their biggest sellers. Sure, right. biggest sure. Sellers. So that one is that is money in the bank. Uh, Persona, but like then they do you know the dancing Persona game, and yeah, it costs money, but I don't think it costs the amount of money that they sell it for. You know? I would be very interested to see if Microsoft acquired a Japanese studio. Who it would be? By fucking Capcom, them and Capcom are. They're in bed together, right? Like, Devil May Cry 5 came to Game Pass? That was cool. I, I, like, thinking about it, like, all the ones that I would have expected them to buy haven't really done anything. Mistwalker hasn't done anything in years. Well, Mistwalker doesn't exist anymore. He split off to go do a new studio. He's making mobile games. Oh, well. I thought Mistwalker still, um, still exists. It's just not... The last stuff Sakaguchi did was was uh, mobile games. Yeah, well, I mean, it might be there might be mobile still. Yeah, they they seem to be mobile games. I don't Walker name, but um, what about I don't know. grass? What about grasshopper? I mean, maybe, but it seems again that they're in bed with Nintendo. So mm. I just don't know. I besides Sega and Capcom. Microsoft doesn't really have any doings with a lot of other publishers. No, and Namco, Bandai Namco are too big. They they do make a fair fair chunk of change. But then again, we've talked about Microsoft, and Microsoft have a lot of money. They do have a lot of money, and I will tell you that if Microsoft bought Capcom, I would lose my shit. <laughs> because I that, I mean, if you think shit. about that, you pull in like Mega Man, Street Fighter, and Resident Evil under the Microsoft. all the weebs. I mean, that's just... I don't. I, I. I'm not sitting here saying that I think it's going to happen or I think that it should happen, and I, I don't even think Capcom needs them to buy them. No. no. But um, you want to talk about a headline? That would be a headline. Arc system. And then, and then obviously, at the same time, they announced Street Fighter Six exclusive to the Xbox uh, um, and PC. Funny yeah. and PC, obviously. Arc system. Arc system. They could afford, but here's the thing: yeah. Arc system has released what one game on Xbox One. Yeah, and they only specialize in fighting games. It's not they're not wide then enough. Then they about, do they do um not diverse. Then like the uh, some of the River City Ransom titles, like they they do other stuff. People That's they also not what they're known for like they're it? it's not necessarily what you're known for. It's what you can do that you might hire you might buy somebody. 
I mean, right? it's I mean, it's possible. It would be super weird considering there's been one Arxis game on Xbox this entire generation. I think. And I'm just saying, like it's it, it it would be weird, but I mean, if you buy a Japanese studio that puts out consistently good things, Arc System is one of them. That's true. Imagine having Arxis under the Microsoft banner making fighting games specifically for Xbox. It'd be pretty crazy. But again, just rumor and speculation. Team Ninja. I don't know that they hold the clout they used to. (laughs) (laughs) They don't. They're bringing back, uh, oh god, what was his name? What was it? Itagaki. He's going to start a brand new studio at Microsoft. Devil's Third is getting a port to Xbox One. No, no, it's getting a direct sequel to Devil's Fourth. Yeah, but you get an HD remix of of Devil's Third uh, before. Oh, that and, game. And an apology note. That game. <laughs> Sorry. Was, that game was so bad. All right, let's do some tweets. Tweet, 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 tweet. Mark says, as much as the podcast has changed over the years, I remain faithful from episode one, and thank you for your hard work. Thirteen years ago. Thirteen. Thirteen bloody years ago, Jesus! Christ. This I re- podcast is older, is almost as old as my son. It's older than mine. Jesus! It's older than my marriage. We were dating when we first started doing the show. Holy shit! <laughs> I still remember that first episode in in, in Wombat's uh, condo before we all bought houses and and had families. <laughs> God. Well, it's it's amazing because thirteen years, in one sense, doesn't sound like a long time, but in another, it sounds like decades ago. It's very bizarre. Yeah, thirteen years is a long time. When I stop to think of everything that's happened in that thirteen yeah. years, uh, we had a question last week about a call to action, which we did not do again this week. But blah 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 says I'm not a marketing expert, but a single call to action at the end of the show isn't effective. You need multiple call to action dis- distributed throughout the show. Well, that's absolutely fucking annoying. We broke. We broke. We didn't do it. What's a call of action? Uh, basically, a call of action is like when we say like, comment, subscribe, email us, no, tweet at us. Yeah. Basically, oh, annoying our listeners to annoying our listeners to give us content. But, but <laughs> surely they're already listening. We should be trying to attract because there's no algorithm like there is for you. The, oh, you want to hear a crazy one? Google, so this is a new thing. Google is about to start indexing podcasts, right? The Ooh. transcription of the podcast. Well, have fun with that. They have a yeah. bot that's going to listen to the shows and transcribe <laughs> all of the words that are said in the show okay. and use them as search criteria. <laughs> Two things. One, we're going to show up <laughs> we're going to show up under the for people that search fucking because of me. So one, I'm sorry, Ken. Two, how is it going to be able to tell when we talk over each other? It's it's just going <laughs> to... And yeah. also, three, Google has way too much money. Yeah, Google does have to... I wish they'd give me some of their money. That'd be oh, cool. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? I'll transcribe it for you. Nothing important today. <laughs> Nothing important was said here. <laughs> uh, the next Control's tweet... good? Yeah, Control's very good. The next tweet is from Blue Apple Blue. It says, the hottest thing you ever ate. Were there any permanent issues? No, but it was. Uh, no, I'm. I'm really. I'm a mild boy. I don't like anything too spicy. Because However, I have been. I have been um, witness to someone snorting curry powder up the nose. <gasps> oh my god! Why? Yeah, they were drunk, and someone bet him a fiver. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> you may not be able to smell again, but here's a fun. Yeah, they were Great. funny. The look, the look on the face, you know. I, I have, uh, I've eaten ghost like mashed ghost pepper sauce on oh, wings. Quite strong. Ghost um, peppers yeah. are ridiculous. So the uh, feeling I can describe as there's not a lot of taste, and you're like, okay, well, I think I can do this, and like, yeah, there's a bit of heat in your mouth, but it wasn't. So I guess, okay, so they had a suicide wing challenge at my college, and the bar is inside the college. So I go and I'm like, I can do suicide six wings, and I'm thinking like, you know, split chicken wings because that's how they serve them to you. Oh my god, they're gonna be you know fairly small. No, these were like almost turkey wing size. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, the guy's like, he's like, all right, you're gonna pull the meat off the bone first because like if you put those to your lips it's gonna burn too much so i'm like all right so i tear the meat off and i'm just kind of throwing it down it touches my mouth a bit but it's like it's hot but i'm okay there's no flavor to this sauce and i'm eating and i get to the third wing and all of a sudden i can feel a fire inside my stomach i've never felt that before or since and i stood up and I'm like, excuse me, everybody. And I went, I had sauce all over my hands and face, uh, still, unfortunately. Um, threw up because it was so bad. Um, like, again, it felt like my stomach was on fire. Not, like, burning, like, when you have, like, an illness. It felt like there's actual flames touching. It was awful. <laughs> I'm like, I vomit, feel instantly better. Run my hands under the water. It's wintertime, so my hands are slightly cracked. Um... It washed oh, no. all the hot into my the cracks <laughs> in my hands, and they burned for a week. Every time I'd wash my hands, the water would like reactivate the heat. It was awful. Madness. Um, that's not the hottest thing I've ever had, though. There's a sauce um, that was called Flashbang. <laughs> like it comes in like a plastic flashbang container. That's a um, sign right you, there that you shouldn't eat it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, I brought it to work once and like had everybody try a little bit like on their tongue, and everybody's like, "Nope, can't do it. That's too hot." One guy poured it on a sausage, trying to, and he powered his way through. But he thought he looked like Hurley from Lost. This kid, mm-hmm. um, and he's just sweating. And we're like, "Are you okay?" Because we think he's gonna die. And he's like, "I'm fine." I've never tasted anything hot like that before. It actually had flavor, but it was terrible. And of course, there's a Jamaican guy, just pours on a sausage, eats it no problem, and we're all staring like, how do you do that? And he's like, what? It's like, I'm used to this. I've never had anything that hot. It is awful. How to ru- You put a little bit in like sauce, and you'll be able to taste it throughout. I, just, like, uh, I like spicy, but I'm, a, I'm like John, I'm a mild spicy dude. Yeah, I have a chicken korma. I don't go anything stronger than that. Yeah. I, my, <laughs> my favorite thing to eat that's hot is uh, the there's burning hot buffalo wings at Pizza Hut. It's probably the best sauce from a chain restaurant anyways. Um, there's a lot of flavor, but it makes my nose run every time. I think the hottest thing I eat are Andy Camp's hot fries. And those, those sound are, awesome. But those I've are ne- delicious. Those are delicious. I just don't understand the whole like I've I've 
went out with like work colleagues for like meals to a Chinese or an Indian restaurant and they you know you've always got the one guy who orders the hottest thing on the menu and it's entertaining because you then spend the next hour watching um somebody just just eat something painful I don't understand it's not there, there's, there's a little bit of pleasure in that pain. No, there's not. There's yes, not. there is. Um, well, not it's... when you're eating something. Stomach feel like it's on fire. No, you are correct. <laughs> but like, I, I like the little bit of burn. I, I can't. I find them boring. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. got flavor. It doesn't have the same kick to the flavor. I need to have that. <gasps> Ooh, that's hot. No, no. I, I just, just... I, I don't need that. I just need the. Mm, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fatter now. <laughs> uh, Blue says, you are all part of the Human Centipede Project. What order will you be in? Oh, God. I'm not behind Gambus. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think the, uh, that puts you, Gambus. You don't want to be, you don't want to be behind him. He's got all that chest hair. You can grip. No, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not thinking about this anymore. No. All right, moving on. Sad you guys, uh, Dustin says, Sad you guys passed up Oninaki. I like the demo and it seems uh, to be getting high. So high reviews. Yeah, the demo was cool. I, yeah, I mean, it's something yeah, I'd play more of. It wasn't so long, probably. Yeah, that was the problem. As I asked everybody, I said, do you want to take this? And everybody's like, uh, me. That's true, I didn't. I mean, you can still have it if you want it. Um, as long as you, I've got two on the go, I can take it. That it's is it Switch? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Switch only, isn't it, or is it PS4 as well? It's no, PS4, it's... I know for sure, right? Mm. Oh hell, I don't know. I don't keep up with all these things. Tokyo RPG Factory is weird. Yeah, throw it to me. I'll 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 give it a go. It won't be out. It won't get it done super fast, but I'll I'll, I'll okay. I'll, I'll, well, I'll there, see, it. you tweeted in, and now somebody's going to take it. There so you there go. You. Uh, he also says, I bought my Holy Grail game, Panzer Dragoon Saga. The game is impossible to emulate accurately and is stuck on the Saturn and is super rare. Can't wait to dive into it. And everything on the Saturn stuck on the Saturn, unfortunately. You know how, you notice how he didn't tell us how much he spent on that game. <laughs> it's like minimum 200 yeah, for super, discs. Yeah, they're super rare, aren't they? That game is super yeah. rare. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's super rare. It's super expensive. It is well, pretty it's rare. A, it's pretty rare, but it's not super like super rare would imply like I can go on eBay and buy a copy, so it's not rare. It's just it's expensive. Just, I mean, so what's it coming out on this collection thing? Is that on everything? Well, the collection—it's not a collection; it's a remake of the first first game. game. Uh, yeah, okay. and the first and the thing is, the first game got a remake on PS2, and yeah. then it was reissued. Uh, the original was maybe it was the PS2 version. It was also put on the Xbox. Uh, version of uh, well, the Xbox Panzer Dragoon Orta. Yeah, wasn't there oh, a version of? Wasn't there like a Panzer Dragoon game on the Xbox One? No, that was no, a Crimson, Crimson Dragoon. Oh, uh, okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Made by members that worked on the original, but it's not. It's not the same quality. It's also but chock it's, full it's of microtransaction thing. bullshit. Yeah, it's not. Great. No, it's Whoops. a bad video game. It, it, visually, mm. it's not even near. It's not even close to being as interesting. Like, well, Panzer Dragon, of... Panzer Dragon Saga is a completely different game. It's an RPG. Yeah, but it still it still looks interesting. No, no, you know, it, the world it looks interesting. Crimson Dragon is boring looking. Yeah, no, I wish they would remake 
Panzer Dragon Saga because, like you said, it's super expensive, and I don't own it. So, and uh, I, I wish they'd make remake Panzer Dragon uh, Two as way too. As well. I'm sure That's they a will. Fantastic if this... game. Yeah, I mean, if the first, yeah, if the first one does okay, I guarantee you they'll do his way. I, I actually hope they do it out of order though, and and do Saga because they'll drop the price of the originals. Then you can play Orda on the Xbox One. That game's still good. You can play it in 4K. It's beautiful. And that gives you the original Panzer Dragoon? Yep, in 4K. In 4K. (laughs) I played... They gave... If you remember when that Alice sequel came out? Uh, Madness. Yeah, they gave you the original Alice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That original game's rough. You could still play that on Xbox One? Uh, Yeah. You shouldn't. Oh, does that... Because that's on um, EA Access, isn't it? Yeah, it is. that include the original one? In the code, uh, it, I mean, I've played it on the Xbox One, oh, so it's there. Yeah. I don't know if it was like a pre-order bonus that I had. Yeah, it's. it's I think you buy the DLC for. Yeah, it's it, it's confusing because I don't think you can get the original game on PC you can't just without buy it. pre-ordering yeah. it. Well, I, like if you buy Alice Madras Returns on PC, though, you don't get uh, the original American McGee's Alice. Which is weird, I think. I know I that they, the same issue happened with uh, Castle of Illusion, Mickey Mouse's Castle of Illusion, where if you didn't pre-order on PC, you didn't get the original version emulated. Mm-hmm. But if you buy it on consoles, regardless of when you bought it, you've got the original. It, it stuff's weird. Stuff mm-hmm. is weird. Sculpt in it. His next tweet says, "Finish Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers." Good lord, man! And that is a fantastic expansion. The protagonist is one of the best in all of the series, and the callbacks to old Final Fantasy games is one giant love letter to fans, easily one of my favorite games in the series. You know what's pissing me off about Final Fantasy XIV? What's that? Well, I played it uh, just after, when it first came to PS4, so obviously early on. Uh, I subscribed to it for a couple of months, and then I fell off and, and didn't play anymore. And I've been thinking, because obviously you hear a lot of people saying, oh, you know what, they're, they're, they're going to make it so that the, you know, the first story part, which wasn't so great because it gets better as it goes along as these expansions happen, you can kind of fly your way through that to get to the good stuff. So, um, and you can, now, you can now try it for free up until level 30. You can't if you've already played it. Yeah. yeah, that pisses me off because I want to go back and play it, and to get to level thirty takes some good time. Oh, it does. <laughs> and it's like I can't do that because I want subscribed. It won't let you go back and play it. Yeah. It pisses me off. So when it comes to the Xbox, I will then jump back on for the thirty hour three tri- thirty level three trial. <laughs> to create a new account. Just well, uh, yeah, I'll just create a new account um, on the Xbox. I'm wondering when it comes to Xbox if I'll be able to transfer my character. Can you do that on PC? I think you can once. Maybe then. I don't want to play that game again. Just pisses me off because I want to play that game and jump in. Um, because again, I've heard so many good things about like the updates it's had. Yeah. Um, I've had a few issues with it, but I'm not going to do that if you're not going to let me have free access to that game for 30 levels like anybody else can if they're if they've not played before. Uh, his next tweet says, I went back to Bloodstained and still trotting along. That game needs to do a better job of guiding you where to go next. I don't need hand-holding, and I like exploring, but some of the things you got to do to progress are obscure. Still haven't played that. 
you know, going, going, getting the library or not the library card, the train pass in that game is not as clear as it should be. I fell off of that game super hard, and I have not gone back to it. Yeah, didn't you? Because you, you had an issue with it, and they, you were. I remember you going on quite a bit about it on Twitter, where they weren't patching it, and it was becoming frustrating because I'm do the save. Yeah, you couldn't play the game because the chests would say it was a weird thing to where if you hadn't progressed to a certain point, you would you would not be able to progress. It would make you start over. Yeah, that sort of stuff needs to be fixed. The Switch version, away. from what I hear, is still fucked. Mm. So I don't I don't know. Like I fell off but that don't game. Don't worry, you can buy the fifteen dollar DLC that gives you access to us. Um. What's his name? Backpack? Uh, yeah, that's it. Igarashi's backpack? Igarashi's backpack, thank you. Well, don't forget to get the TLC. Oh, it's all about the TLC. Of course it is. <laughs> this next tweet, I think was a... I, I don't know. I'll just read it. Since your podcast is dying, I have a few ideas to revitalize the show since <laughs> Drew likes... <laughs> is it dying? I, we, I think Drew and I had a conversation about this when he and I did a show about how... Like we've just kind of just been doing it, and like right. it, you want you want to give some new life into it. Y- yeah, and I was like, you know, because we we were joking about how we used to do that your game sucks thing. Yeah, and you know we used to try to do different things, and now we've just been on the same formula for what now fucking seven eight years or whatever. Mm. So he says, since the podcast is dying, I have a few ideas to revitalize the show. Since Drew likes cooking, he needs to pick up the Overwatch cookbook, make one dish a week, and talk about it on the show. Oh, or do a YouTube video. All right, cooking with like, Drew? Like, cook and, um, like, click and subscribe. Ken can have a two-minute old man ranting. <laughs> and Tony... Do, every week. <laughs> it's true, I do. And Tony can meditate all show and say something nice. Aww. I know he likes to harp on that point, but I, when his eyes glazed over when we were talking about control, and I was gushing about that, and then next <laughs> week he'll write about how I'm negative all the time. <laughs> and then he goes back to the well to get the same jokes. At this point, it's not even because I'm just, like, irritated about it. It's, like, literally, like, it's like dealing with a 12-year-old that's, like, got one joke and just keeps de- delivering it, and you're like, why you gotta be You're so old negative, enough to Anthony? know better. Sorry? Why you gotta be so negative, eh? <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying he has potential to do better. Oh. And he's not living up to the potential. I'm not angry. I'm just, just disappointed. disappointed. <laughs> he also says, also, everyone loves a top ten, so pick a topic each week and make it a discussion the following week. But regardless, I'll oh. listen to your show until you guys quit. That That's um a little close to uh, Video Game Apocalypse. Which is another podcast where they do a top five every week. I, I can see your point. I mean, it is, it's like everything's the same order. I don't know that you've tried things before to shuffle things up, but I don't know. It's, it's kind of like a comfortable blanket. It, it's also yeah. that, and it's, it's also smothering us. <laughs> I mean, smelly, comfortable blanket, but still. One of the other oh. things that Drew and I talked about last week was that. You know, before, when we started all of this stuff, we had so much more disposable time. Oh, yeah, you've had children and since, and yeah, it's, it is difficult. Because I, I know, like, the you, the YouTube channel kind of fell off, but creating content for that takes 
time. A it lot takes of time. so much time, and on top of that, it's like, I mean, even this week you can see it. Like, it's hard to get guys in a room for two hours. And it's and the fact is, is this isn't our job. This is our hobby, and it's not like other podcasts that you know get paid to to be there and to do this. We have to do this out of our own time when we have to juggle, you know, work, home life, children, animals, partners, family. It's it's not easy. Yeah, um, no. You know, I, I, Crippling I, depression, you also forgot that one. <laughs> well, yeah, I've, I've suffered, you know, that's the reason why I had to step back last last year or year before because I, I was suffering from it. And it's like it, I wasn't enjoying the time I was spending playing video games. And that's no one's fault. And it's not even it's not my fault either, but it's it's something that happens, and it's like, uh, like I'm I'm notorious. Ken knows I'm notoriously bad. I take ages with reviews, and it isn't because I don't um, want to do the one Jordan. It's just because I'm getting old. Uh, my I'm you know I'm closer to chance. I'm closer to the grave than I am to the cradle, and I work full time. I have a life, and it's it's difficult to find those few precious time moments to sit down in front of a, a console or a PC and. and enjoy your time with video games yeah. it's tricky i joke about that all the time about how i get off work you know at five o'clock and i spend family time i eat dinner you know i run any errands that i have to do in the evening and by the time i sit down in my comfortable chair and pick up my controller man i that's why i you know i think it's truthfully why i play overwatch so much is because it's just like breathing to me yeah you don't have to think about it no it just, i just, just i just happens. play yeah i just play and just mm. zone and out so comfort with that yeah, absolutely. It's it's crazy. Like I go back to the same games every year, and it's just the same game over and over again because I don't have to think about it. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, it is. It's a shame that it's, again, it's not. Um, it happens. This is is life. But I think sometimes people forget that this is this is a hobby. It's not. It's not our profession. We don't have Patreons to answer to. We don't have ad sponsorships to answer to. No. We just we do this for the fun of it. Yeah, we sit down, and, we put on our headsets, and I hit record, and we go. And and I mean, well, that shows in quality, Ken. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I I know the talk is, and I know it's joked, but I know that there's a little bit of sincerity. Like, hey, what if you did a Patreon? Um, it's besides all the taxes and just stuff. Do you, like, you, you as a listener, do you, well, it's not even that. Let's remove that part, because it's all, that's us. Um, that's all stuff we have to deal with, the people doing the podcast. As a listener, do you really want to hear us shill? Do you, I hate yeah. that shit. Yeah. I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to create. It keeps us going. Yeah, I don't want to have to create stuff that, that continues to generate revenue. And then, like, here's our four hymns ad or whatever. Do you want to keep an erection? Buy our pills. Like it's not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, shitting on people who who do this as a living. I I get it. it. You have to. Yeah. You have to do advertisements. But as a listener, because I, I listen to the podcast. I hate it. Do you do you really want to do that or do you skip button? I realize, and this is coming from me. So I am the skippable person in this <laughs> in the show, but. Not this week. <laughs> no, you'd be surprised. Um, but you know, there there's that section of audio that you just there's nothing content wise being said. Like I realize I blab and stuff, but I'm at least trying to talk about video games. It is not breaking the flow to go. You know, buy this. Break. What? Well, I don't even know what. 
third love bras because that's a thing that gets put on a lot of uh, true crime podcasts because their audience is mostly women. Squarespace. Um, Squarespace. All those ads, like, not only not only are they annoying to just have ads, there's only so many people doing podcast ads that you've heard them. And it drives me up the wall. Like, I can't imagine listening to, like, some, I'm I'm happy some shows I have, I listen to, don't have ads. I, and they do have a Patreon plug at the end, whatever. But, like, some of the ones I listen to are, like, almost begging. Like, you're the only thing that's going to keep us afloat. Well, okay, but then, you know, then you have to be timely with your stuff. Because if you're not, then me as a patron is going to be disappointed and i'm speaking from experience here like i stopped doing a patron to a specific podcast because all of a sudden their schedule just dropped you know i realize sometimes we're not here on sunday or to do it so you don't get a podcast that week and stuff there's no one to we don't have to answer exactly you know and i realize that's disappointing because i used to be a listener um but it's better to know that it was because of personal reasons and you know that because like we would have done it otherwise because we just do this anyways um then to kind of wonder like what are you doing instead of your job like as a listener that there has to be some comfort in that knowing that like this isn't our job we just do this because if we didn't do this then you'd be like what are you doing instead of your job like i'm a customer or a consumer of your mm-hmm. content right like you and know also there's the just... fact that because we don't have patreon and we're not out to please the masses what we say is is what we think we're not we're not there on an agenda to try and uh, increase our patronage or anything like that we are we you know you say things about control because that's what you feel about control Oh no, I was paid. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know I was not. I was not. (laughs) I I know no one. I know no one thinks. You know, we're getting paid by anybody. I want to make that clear. I did not get paid. I really love that game. But we people can trust our opinion. They might not like our, but at least they know. I know that fact too. (laughs) It's it's, it's not skewed through anything uh, other. uh, You know, it's, it's not. The opinion is not made up of anything other than our opinion. There's no outside factors influencing that because when, you know, this is fun. This is hobby. This is what we do to just amuse ourselves more than anything. And I mean, you know, like you, I come on this show to have fun with it's not to talk about video games. <laughs> and, and I mean, you took, you took time off, you know, like if it was your job, could you have done that? Right. Mm. And, like, you were stopped being interested in playing video games, which just happened to me before. It should happen to everybody. I, I, I feel like if you if you don't ever question, like, whether or not you want to play video games, then there might be an obsessive issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes less, more than a, just a hobby. But, like, you, we, we've talked about it on the show, and it's, I'm not criticizing it because, it, you know, I, I do have respect for the what they've done. But, like, Jeff Gerstmann sounds like he doesn't like video games anymore. That's what he's been doing all his life. I mean, he tell, talks about it. He used to write for a newspaper as a kid and then never left the industry. Like, that's almost off. 30, that's almost like 30 something years of, of doing it and no breaks. 
And for some people, like Victor Lucas, who's been doing it, you know, since the first E3, um, it, you, it, that, that joy never leaves. But for most of us, it that would kill us. Like, doing the same thing all the time, like, it ruins a hobby. Like, I you know the common fra- phrase is, find a job you love and you never work a day in your life. But uh, I think it would make you not love the thing anymore, personally. Yeah. All right, we got to move yeah. on. We're We're deep. Sorry. A few more oh, tweets. Yeah, uh, Shogun Beat says, PS5 dev kit set the internet on fire, but why? It's just a box. Yeah, and everyone has them. It's like everyone gets dev kits before they come out, and we all know the new console the next year. So there's no surprise. It seems it's, it's the look. It, that's, people are saying Those that... It's dev kits. They never it's not even that. But it's, this, one, this one doesn't just look like a box. That's all. Like normally they really look like just a computer. Until yeah. I have a box that says PlayStation Five on it yeah. and my hands coming out of GameStop, I don't care. And until <laughs> I actually see a leaked picture of a dev kit, be. I won't believe it. And also, it'll be next end of next year, so you ain't getting that from GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> well, wherever I walk out of with it, John, I'll be. That's when I'll be happy about a box. You can't walk out of Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I got to walk out to my front door to get it, asshole. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Never heard a lazier phrase said in my life. <laughs> yeah. First world problems, baby. Uh, Jeremy wants to know, just got back into Elite Dangerous after being gone for two years. Hot Monkey Nugs. I love this game. What game have you put down for a long time and then picked back up to discover your gaming love? I got nothing. Yeah, I was sitting there um, trying to think of something I put down for a long time. That's just it. Yeah, I... Final Fantasy XIV is probably the closest for me. I took like a year and a half break. I think The Division, the first one, I, I break of that and came back and realized that I still like it. Yeah. yeah, Final Fantasy was like riding a bike, man. It took me about 20 minutes, and I had all my spells set to my hotkeys again. I'm like, yep, yep. I'm back, baby. I'm feeling it. Time to go fucking kill some fucking shit. Some, cact- some cacti. Some cactus. Cactuar. Cactuars. Uh, Dustin says, Sucks Game Informer was gutted. I like those guys. By the way, there's also a big conversation between a Panzer Dragoon World fan site from his tweet about Panzer Dragoon Saga. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 anytime you mention them, they, they come running. It's like the Shenmue Twitter. No, because I feel like people are genu- genuinely looking up Shenmue. I swear this has to be a bot that tells the person that somebody's mentioned Panzer Dragoon. Uh, Chad says, what is the toughest narrative choice you have ever made in a game? Number two, how often do you stick to your choices you make in a game versus restarting a checkpoint and choosing something different? I never go back. Nope, I make I my will choice. if it's really bad, but most of the time it's not. Cause I, like, if if, I want... Sorry, I was going to say, if I want to see what different outcome it was, I will play the game again. Well, let me rephrase that. If if I select an option that I feel like I read in a... Like, usually it's it's text, right? So I read it a specific way, and then like the way the character acts is completely different. That's when I'll be like, okay, that's not what I meant by that. And uh, then restart. But that's not common. That's not usually an issue. Sometimes it is, but usually it's not. I was trying to think of the most difficult decision I ever made, and I think it was the fate of the Twi'lek girl in the first KOTOR. With the Wookiee? I think the, um, for me, the, the, uh, the Little Sisters. Ah, uh, yeah. yes. That's a good that, one. That, 
that first time you have to make that decision and the reaction that you get if you make the decision to harvest them break my heart. Uh, truly you. the hardest decision ever was the ending of Far Cry 3. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? A hard decision I had to make, and it's funny because I never did get all the trophies in it. Uh, playing Near Automata, uh, the final ending puts a tough decision on you that will delete your save data Ooh. to help someone else. And because I got help from other people that did it, I was like, I need to do this. But I'm like, I want to get all the trophies before I do that, and then I'll delete it. And then I never did. That was a hard decision. That's I cool. sat on that for... There's a couple of those. Um, even the first Nier has something similar to that. It's uh, pretty pretty rough um, as a player, more than just narrative-wise. Um, I mean, it has Still a narrative. Is. I've not played it yet. It's one of those things. I'm uh, I would skip the original. Away. Skip the original Nier and just play Nier Automata. It's a better um, game. Um, Nier is really rough. If you really can stomach a rough RPG, um, will really well written, but like it, it's janky. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's probably the biggest one for me. That one hit me hard. All right, last tweet. What's your favorite discontinued fast food item? Also, spicy nacho Doritos are the best Dorito flavor. Yeah, cool. It's uh, a bold statement right there. Jalapeno, jalapeno and cheddar. No, nah, it's just straight nacho cheese. Don't fuck around with okay. this shit. Mm, fuck off. Fast food discontinued item, your favorite. McDonald's mm. pizza. Really? I love oh. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wasn't it favorite? Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. I love that shit. Like, nobody else yeah. liked that stuff. I love yeah, that shit. Yeah, I, I miss that. It, what a weird, specific taste that had. I can't uh, get it anymore. It's not discontinued, but it's more of like, a, I remember this when I was a kid. And this, this is another example of how old I am, okay? So bear with me. When I was a kid, Hardee's was a different restaurant. It wasn't the Hardee's that is now the Carl's Jr. Like, they had... Burgers, chicken, and roast beef. Like, they had everything. They had a quarter pounder, and it was the best quarter pounder I'd ever had in my life. It came in a styrofoam container. <laughs> it's still probably somewhere on, on this planet. Probably. One of, like, one of the 15 quarter pounders I had, the box is probably still deteriorating somewhere. Yep. <laughs> but that sandwich... Is it's the one thing that sticks in my mind from my childhood that I ate that I thought was absolutely delicious. Never had a burger as good since. Wow, I I can't. I mean, to be fair, the amount of fast food restaurants we have in this country is severely <laughs> lower than the amount of fast food. Yeah, but same 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 in Canada comparison states. Um, however. I don't know. Hold on. Oh, I was going to say, let me guess, some eel pie or some weird shit? No, no, no. Uh, there's actually a chocolate bar that I absolutely used to love and they don't make it anymore. It's called Secret. And it was like this like uh, this chocolate nest, but it was like in a, a bar and inside was this fluffy cream and it was so nice. And they don't make it anymore, so I do miss that. Man. Fast food. It's... It's something. But yeah, I remember... McDonald's pizza was the first pizza you could get through a drive-thru. Yeah, and it 
took forever still. No, no, it absolutely took forever, but there was something about that pizza. It tasted different. Yeah, it was a weird like, From taste. every other pizza, I don't know why it tasted different, because the ingredients didn't seem all that different from anywhere else, but... Yeah, it's just sauce, it, cheese, and bread. What, what else can you Yeah, put like... It, but it t- had a specific taste, and nothing tastes like McDonald's pizza. I would and love to see bring. them bring that back. <laughs> I mean, they bring back the McRib, and that thing is terrible. Uh, yeah, that's like every year they do that now, yeah. don't they? Why can't we do the pizza, too? I, I'm trying I to think find other... hilarious that um, in, over here, uh, every year, McDonald's do uh, a, something called a Taste of America, which is uh, like... Diabetes? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <exercise. laughs> they give you a pop that's Four um, times as big as you need it to be. It's um, you're just jealous. Deal, it's like every they like for four weeks. Uh, <laughs> once a week America. they have like a burger that they themed around an American state, like Texas, and it's got Texas sauce on it and buffalo, all sorts. And they do that. Don't do it in the states. Very strange. Yeah, they do. Do they? Oh, yeah, they just they just did uh, taste of the world at McDonald's, which I I find it funny that Anthony made the diabetes joke because you know what the Canada menu item was. Maple syrup, cheese, and bacon fries. Yeah, so basically they're trying to make a poutine, but not a poutine at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I. That's that's not yeah. that's not diabetes. That's that's like heart disease. Heart disease. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we choose our we choose we choose. Now, there's a lot of cheese and syrup and. Stuff to slow your. Oh yeah, blood. so much better than all the grease and fat down here. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> we ain't losing. We ain't losing toes. We're just dying quicker. There's a difference. Oh, you know what? I'll stick around without no feet. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> they make prosthetics now. I can. I can be Iron Man. It's okay. <laughs> Iron Man. Yeah, because most of, most of the uh, automatic wheelchair. Speaking of, speaking of replacement body parts, if you haven't seen it yet, I finally watched Alita. Oh, that's really good. That yeah, movie is incredibly that. good. Apart from the love interest, he's a wet Yeah, that's stupid. He's rubbish. But she her, is awesome, and as is her father, uh, Christoph Voss. Fantastic movie. Yeah, that movie, if you like anime or video games or even just sci-fi movies, you should watch that thing because it's really good. Yeah, and yeah, it's, I, I, it totally fucking ends like there's going to be another one. I'm like, God, I hope there's another one. <laughs> I don't know how well it did, so I don't Not know. Very it's well, very expensive uh, yeah. thing to make. It makes me sad because that movie was so good. Yeah, I agree with that. As was, um, I saw the John Wick 3. That film is amazing. I saw John Wick 3 too, and I like the movie, but I'm starting to have a problem with that movie. Because like it felt all of the two hours... And it's just the same thing. And granted, they're good. Mm. Like especially the, the fucking book. No. no, the book scene is the best scene. Oh my god, yes! Oh, I haven't so watched good. any past one because I looked at the second one and went, "I feel like this is more of the same." Oh, it it's a, it's about how he kills them less than what he's actually doing. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know. It, it's Hotline Miami, the movie. Yeah, basically. the book. The book scene. It's not really necessarily the story. The book scene is just. I cringed. <laughs> yeah, that was that, and it's early on as well. It's like the first kill, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's, like, it's very it's like because it's literally the movie picks up right when the last one ended, and he's running, 
and like he gets to the library, and I'm just like, oh, you gonna fight this dude in the library, and he kills him with a <laughs> book, and it's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my it's life. So good. My my problem with that film, and it's not the problem with the film itself, because uh, I I did love it. I thought it was just so good. Is that this was promised as a trilogy? Yeah, there's a fourth then, one coming. Now there's a fourth one, and it's like. I can see, yes, um, it's because one wasn't about the world he lives in. Um, it was about this one revenge mission, but the world he lives in was so well thought out and so cool that they wanted to expand on that. I understand that, but it's like, well, I don't know. It felt like they could have done something, ended it with the third one. It'd been a really good trilogy, you know, one of those classic trilogies that you go back to, but it's made too much money so now it's like well actually we need to stretch out for a fourth one um i'd like the ending and it's gonna it sets it up well for whatever's coming next but i just wish it had stuck to a trilogy been more concise with its actions yeah i felt that we got everything we needed in three and we didn't necessarily need another one but it was good also did something with a character that i really liked that I didn't like what they did with them. So it's kind of, mm, now I'm a bit, hmm. So, but again, as, as a, as a movie, it's just, you know, popcorn fodder. Fucking hell, that film is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that is a fun movie to watch. Like I watched that Friday night and then I watched the lead of Saturday night. So I had a good weekend of movies. Yeah. All right. Um, that's the show for this week. Uh, like I said, Loving. it's, it's the fall season. So there's going to be a lot of things to talk about. So, Probably going to be continued like this, but uh, shoot us an email podcast at ztgd.com. Follow us on Twitter at m4g podcast. Uh, you can follow John at John WK, Anthony at NTRSKT, me at ztgd, and the site is ztgd content. Um, I'm assuming you guys will get back to Phoenix Down next week. That's still we should be. Yep, it's still Mind Jack. Mind Jack, and oh, then you, next you poor poor bastards. Oh, yeah. you played Mind Jack, have you? It's a bad video uh, game. You no, know, but I I know how bad that. Yeah, it's, it's worse than you think. It's a bad video game. It's fucking terrible. But that's it for the show this week. Otherwise, we out. Peace, bitches. By control. By control. By control. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.